the after credit scene and Morbius were just like really ruined the whole thing. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what? I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I'm no sure one, somebody's written that Quarter Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> 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 Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally See? I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, almighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak. I am your host, Dave. And John. And JD's on his way, folks. We promise. We promise. He should be here this week, <laughs> maybe. But maybe. in the meantime, we have two of our most favorite people in podcasting with us this week. We have the one and the only Eight Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain Podcast. How are you, I lo- sir? I, I love that I come on here and I get the one and only. It, it's amazing. It's a great feeling. You know, I go on Fanzel Patrol. I go on So Wizard. I get treated like shit. Like, hey, Ray's <laughs> here. Who cares? But yeah, I come here. I'm like a celebrity. You are. Wow, that's incredible. I've yes. lived my dreams. <laughs> and of course, we can't talk Blade Trinity without our good friend D Square. How are you doing this week, sir? As as the fan that you let on here with much risk, but I guess good enough reward. I'm doing great. Spent my Saturday night watching Blade Trinity. And so what appreciate that. Dave, thank you. <laughs> There's not a way to spend a Saturday night. <laughs> I, 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 you you did like bring the bourbon or you know the tequila with that right oh absolutely yes <laughs> all right well besi- okay we'll, we'll start with you then don besides having to watch play trinity how have you been i've been wonderful living living the dream i don't know what does an analyst do he sits at the desk all goddamn day and stares at screens and then he does the same <laughs> for fun so living living the dream you know, being a dad, you know, I see the baby gate there in, yep. in the back array there. So I dig it. It I'm, don't I'm work. There too. Well, <laughs> it don't work. But it's an work. illusion. It's, it's, it's enough of a, it'll slow them down. I get it. I understand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like a, like a toll boot thing or, or you mm-hmm. know, like a gate where the little stick comes down. You could smash through it if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but it, it's just an illusion. It, it's just there to say stop. Well, <laughs> nice. How about you, Ray? Besides having to stop babies from entering gates. No, it don't stop him. It don't stop him. He <laughs> right. goes through it. I've had to catch him a couple of times. He don't learn. Let's see. Since the last time I was on, I went and I got a puppy. Oh, nice. oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Because when you have Congrats. a kid, that's not bad enough. Now you need a puppy, too. Yes. 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 That'll go along with the other three dogs I have. And the one is pregnant. So if anybody's looking for tweenies, let me know. She is beautiful, but uh, let's see. Yeah, I got a, she's a Rottweiler Husky Pitbull mix. And I, and I was looking for a Rotsky, so the pit was a little bit extra. So I drove three hours and I paid my money and I got my puppy. 
I got the dog I wanted. So I'm happy about that. Now I just had to deal with her pissing and shitting all over the floor and getting her trained up. That's about it. That's That's about it. That's why I like cats. I got cats too. (laughs) I got four of them things. You want one, John? No, 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 no. The two I've got are, are more than enough. Okay. You know, they're, they're losing their hair because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the beginning of the spring, summer. And so just to make sure they get the optimum coverage of fur around the house, they go sit on the register on the heat register here, you know, and, and let it Boy, blow. Everywhere. <laughs> well, two of my cats, two of my cats are indoor outdoor. So they go out different times of the day, whenever they want. I only bring them in at night. Cause there's things that go bump in the night out here. And I don't want to be missing a cat, but I mean, mainly they just like guard the chickens. Yeah. I got chickens too. I used to have chickens. <laughs> They're fun. I got Lots a whole flock. I got a whole flock. It's a joy living here in the middle of Virginia. Hey, I, I, I remember like the, the fun thing about chickens is if you came out and you only found feathers, you had a fox round. If you came out and there was a headless corpse, it was a weasel because that uh, it was that, a raccoon <laughs> that was doing that actually about Ooh. two about two years ago. He was biting their Damn. heads off for sport. He wasn't eating weasels them. and well, raccoons, raccoons are... be beheading motherfuckers. Shit. Yeah. Well, we weasels don't want the heads, but they'll eat the rest. But the raccoon, that sounds like he's just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> And I got a, I got a possum that comes on the porch and digs in my trash. And I'm like, God, man, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, but you want to keep possums around because they'll eat all the ticks and fleas. Exactly. And that's why I don't kill his fat ass. <laughs> raccoons are assholes. Oh, raccoons are terrible. No, they are. They seriously are. Like, I go camping yeah. every year, and I'll be sitting there at the campfire, and these motherfuckers will come right up to my shit. And I don't care how much <laughs> I chase after them with my broom. They'll just wait 45 minutes and try again. Shit, when I go camping, it's like bear city. Like we go camping and there, there's bears on the side of the road. I'm like, I don't feel safe here. That's why I get a cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smoke a bear ain't biting my dick off while I sleep. Mm-hmm. No, sir. <laughs> That's the first I heard of that. Okay. You didn't go camping on Brookback Mountain, did you? Just... <laughs> no. <Ooh>. No. <laughs> Me and Don have not vacationed together in a long time. Thanks. Oh, no. oh okay. Boy. Staying away from that one. Sorry I said anything. Uh <laughs> Well then, how are you doing, John? Uh, getting getting towards the tail end of my death march. I'm finally starting to catch up a little bit with work. So I think I worked 50 hours last week. I'm a little bit tired. Then then you know there and of of course now that I'm starting to catch up, my old work laptop blows up. My my docking station blows up. It cost me 300 bucks for a new docking station. Got I got to set this up so that you can now hear me on the new uh, work laptop. It's just a Everything's a pain in the ass. So Wait, um, your company doesn't supply the docking station. That's what I was no. about to ask. No, no, uh, not you know. I, I, this, besides, they always give us inferior equipment. Like every time I get a, a laptop from, from my company, and you know who my company is, and you know they have plenty of money. But you know, every time I get a laptop, I have to. And apparently, they'll kill you if you mention their name. Right, pretty much. Or, well, <laughs> and I have to apologize to everybody every time I say the name. So. But, you know, I have to put the extra memory in sometimes or, you know, order it separately or whatever. It's just a pain in the ass. So, you know, otherwise, a new spring season of anime has started. So I've got a whole bunch uh-huh. of new animes I'm looking through, find, trying to find the good ones and weed out the bad ones really quick. And, you know, kind of kind of fun. Any word on when uh, the Dragon Ball Z Super movie is going to get uh, released? Have they recovered Never. from the hackers yet? Yeah. November, yeah, it's November. What what are they shown? Piccolo's new form, Gohan's new form, and the androids. They really haven't shown too, too much. 
Yeah, but they've pretty, but of course that's ruined literally everything you'd want to be surprised with. So, but you know, it's nice to know that Piccolo is going to catch up. And yeah. and if you're reading the the manga, you know that Pic- Krillin will catch up at some point too. Actually, um, <laughs> I mean, why not? Roshi was in the tournament of power. Who cares? Uh, yeah, anything yeah. is possible. Come on. Yeah, but Roshi is just. There was a death battle between Roshi and Jiraiya from from Naruto, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, Roshi is just, he's, you know, he, he's just too tactical. So anyway, yeah, that's how I'm doing. Everything's good, Dave, N- until we do the uh, review and then, you know, then, it, <laughs> then it's all shit. <laughs> just, just... Wonderful. Have you been Dave? Yeah. Uh, good, actually, really good. So I just came back from a convention, actually, this past weekend, which was Fan Expo Philadelphia. So for those who are in the know when it comes to conventions, it was formerly Wizard World, and they got bought out, like five of the shows got bought out by Fan Expo. So this is the first one they put on. It's also the first convention in Philly in two years, and and it was really good. I mean, like, it felt like the Wizard shows of old, you know, those large crowds. The one Wizard one that I remember, and that's, I guess, when I just started going to them with you, they had the red carpet. They had the gaming stations. Like it was, it it was like a, it felt like a three ring circus inside a festival, and and then and then they started to die off. So, so I won't say it was as big as they did get at one point, but I mean, if you remember the last show we went to, it it felt like a show that was dying. There was barely yeah. anyone there. There was no attendance. It was like tiny, and this is like. No, this is like the level it probably should have been at. And, and it was good. I mean, it's weird. I saw a couple of people complaining online because some of the celebrities canceled, but that happens, you know. But yeah, like I went Saturday and Sunday. It's weird to be in a place like that where now the mask restrictions have been lifted. So, well, no they just reinstated them in Philadelphia. So, yeah, so. but that that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, so we're walking around and like just talking to people you haven't seen in a while. So, was a really good time and what was the other thing oh i did get some interviews in fact we're gonna plug one into this episode in a minute i got four interviews so we'll, we'll do those over the next couple of weeks instead of loading one whole episode because we wanted to do this great review guys <laughs> yeah great review yeah <laughs> i and, feel like um, i feel like you're patting this down man because you came home from that convention elated hmm <laughs> You came into the chat like, man, I hope you guys just have the best damn day you can possibly have because I know I did. <laughs> as I'm clean, and I'm reading it as I'm cleaning up dog shit, and I'm like, yeah, I'm having a great day. Thanks, Dave. Hey, but Ray, understand, I already know what went down because he went with his woman, right? Oh, you so didn't he goes that? to the convention. Oh, yeah, with his woman he wow. probably just got laid probably had a couple drinks at the con dave oh you oh, know what happened god. oh my well, god actually, behind artist so... alley oh you dirt dog you <laughs> i also wanted to say we so she works at a school and they're on spring break this week so she had off today and i took the day off so normally I take the day after conventions off anyway just because you're tired and we decided to on last night we got a hotel room and we stayed at the logan and anyone who's from Philly knows it's like one of the more swankier hotels downtown. Oh yeah, man. You stayed at the Rank. Logan so you could give her the X factor. I know what you did. <laughs> right. I, I, I guess they, they're cheaper now because they're trying to attract more business back in. Like I normally, normally. Okay. Yeah. But normally like when conventions in the area, like getting, 
getting uh, rooms. Yeah, but I mean, hard. this was also was Sunday, so it wasn't like a lot of people leave on Sunday. So we were mm, true. Yeah. And I actually went through one of the services online and did get a discount on it. But and then John, we went to Fogo for dinner oh. last night. Yes. So you guys know Fogo, right? No, no idea. It's a it's a Brazilian steakhouse. It's a chain. Have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? You you okay? Look, yeah, Texas Day Brazil. Yeah, yeah. yeah this, this is amazing though. You sit there and they give you a chip, and one side's red and the other side's green. Yeah, and they just bring you meat. It's yeah, just like just, Texas just Day Brazil. All okay, different got it. Got a little buffet in case you want some foliage. Uh-huh. Yeah, but just to, to make it go okay. down because you know otherwise you're you you are guaranteed to have the meat sweats within ten minutes. But it yeah. is delicious. No, no, no. I know I'm with you. Yeah, Texas Day Brazil is <laughs> the same thing, and I love it. We 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 are oh, yeah. we are promoting Fogo. We just that we've been there. And we are promoting great. meat sweats, but if you like meat, meat sweats, <laughs> go to go find a Brazilian steakhouse in your area. Yep. Yeah. So no, I mean it was really good, and then and then this. Oh God, I was so bad. I got to get back on my diet. We <laughs> the hotel. There's both. a federal donuts across the street. Oh, that's gonna ruin a diet. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, "Why don't we get a donut and a cup of coffee and we'll go?" There's a and those who aren't in Philly on Benjamin Franklin Parkway, which is where the art museum is, and that's where the Logan Hotel is. There's a big fountain in the middle. So she's like. Let's just go get a donut and a cup of coffee and we'll sit by the fountain and talk before we go home. I'm like, okay. And we go in, she orders a half a dozen. Nice. <laughs> and we each ate two while we were sitting there talking. But they were good. Okay, so, so I did the good. math on this, man. I used to go to the gym like four times a week. Mm-hmm. And we would do three hour workouts. Four times a week. We would do three hour workouts. And one Krispy Kreme donut. Just oh. one. One <laughs> green. Were you an assassin? <laughs> Yes, one Krispy Kreme donut negates an entire three-hour workout. Yep. Just I'm one. Sure. Oh you, my God. You, donuts are the worst. They you, really are. Well, even even with donuts, so like just one Dunkin' Donuts coffee cake muffin is like 900 calories. Like just one of those is 900. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah blah blah. Working out for three hours. You work for Foxhound or something? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> No, I, I, I like to watch movies while I was on the treadmill or on the bike or, you know, whatever I was doing. Holy I, I, shit. I had, dude, I would catch up on my podcast, like the things I was listening to. I, I had a lot to do while I was working out and I just lost track of time most days. So it came out to be about two and a half, maybe three hours, four times a week. Damn, hey, everybody I, I, wishes they had that problem. Hey, I go, I go downstairs and walk on the treadmill for two hours doing five miles on the treadmill or or 15 miles on on the stationary bike i'll catch up on youtube stuff news yeah. anime all that stuff because yeah, you know, i just, just got rid of a treadmill because i just face the facts it's just <laughs> it's just it's just taking up room tired of using it as a coat rack yeah well you know because it's absurd we can make nuclear weapons that kill tens of thousands of people we can send up <laughs> rockets in the sky oh, no. that can then come land themselves but we can't make healthy food taste like donuts <laughs> bullshit i call bullshit and there is there is some of that like impossible meat that is pretty it tastes kind of like hamburger it tastes kind of like turkey kind of thing <laughs> it's true I, I hated it too and then but i, I want healthy food that can... tastes like strawberry starburst That's what i want we can use our r&d R, R, RDA, is that what it is, or RNDA technology to create a vaccine mm-hmm. RNA. virus quickly, but we RNA can't create a pill that makes you thin. 
what well, is going on here? They don't they don't want to tur- accidentally turn you into a tree when they're trying to get rid of all the cellulose in your body, like all the all the fatty acids. I will like, take that risk. We're hey, I took the risk. We're, they're getting close. Okay, that's getting, that's I took lighting. the risk on this vaccine. I'll take a risk to turn into a tree vac- to lose the weight. The vaccine is yeah. There's not there's no comparison there, dude. Come on. Ants are cool. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Any Lord of the Rings person is going to like, oh, give it to me. I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, yes, donuts are too damn delicious, but we don't recommend that you eat them. I do. You do? Rec- Until rec- they give up the government technology. Three a day. Hey, hey, the Power Rangers, you know, Rita Repulsa wants you to eat Krispy Kreme, so. Oh, my God. That's going to remind it, me of that then, movie. Then my fat ass, it's morphin' time. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, no, it was it was it was a good time. A lot of Star Trek people there. Bill Pullman was there. How oh, cool! Not Bill Pullman. Oh my God, Ron Perlman. Oh, Ron Perlman. Yeah, no, there's there's no difference between those two, really. Yes, you, you never see them in the same room together. It's like, did you tell <laughs> him we just watched Blade Two? Yeah, I was gonna say, did you did you promote the show? Did you shill? Did you plug? What did you do, man? I interviewed people. I didn't. I did not go and I don't get in the lines for the celebrities most of the time anymore because mm-hmm. it's like. Well, you you got to do what I did when you want to meet. What's her, what's her face from Flash? Ah, the black chick. What's her name? Ah, I can't think of her name. Well, anyway, she was at the Baltimore Comic Con, and then somebody mm-hmm. pulled the fire alarm, and I got to meet her outside for free. So you pulled the fire alarm? Because <laughs> so, no, he said somebody. He said somebody. Yeah. yeah. Said, yeah. You know. Somebody. I said somebody. I'm nobody. Somebody. Some five ten white Caucasian, yeah, yeah. That's that Candace Patton, by the way. Candace, Candace Patton. Patton, yeah. Mm. I haven't watched Flash <laughs> in like six years. I couldn't remember her name. So is that show um, still on? Yeah, yeah. they just renewed it. How is that a thing? Okay, who knows? Well, they Make better it. be lucky because we'll talk about it and that story coming up. Yeah, because they're gonna. Have one to of the pivot. things, yeah. One of the people <laughs> I talked to while I was there was uh, Chris Campana, artist. He's done stuff for Marvel and, and DC and. Uh, a lot of independent books, and that uh, is going to be the first interview I release from that convention. So let's take a minute and listen to what Chris had to say. All right, everyone, we are here at Fan Expo Philadelphia with the one and only Chris Campana. How are you doing, sir? I am doing well, and you? Oh, I'm doing really good. Glad to be at a convention in Philadelphia. It's been two years since we've had a con. Um, <laughs> So that's my, that's my first question. Like, what do you think about conventions? Are, you feel like they're coming back since the pandemic is kind of winding down, and do you think people are afraid, or do you feel the crowds are good? I would say last last year when they started coming back in, like, a smaller capacity with limited occupancy, you could feel the hesitancy in the room. Right. This is the first show I've done in two years without a mask. Yes. This is the, this is the first show. So yeah. it's, it's nice to see everybody. I think, obviously, you miss the income from shows, but what I miss more is the give and take with people. I, I just miss seeing my people. You yes. know, that's, that's, that was, it's hard because so much of building a fan base and seeing everybody, so much of that has so little to do with the art and so much to do with the interactions. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I was actually just talking to another friend of mine who's a creator, and he said that his latest book bombs because most of his sales are at conventions face to face with people yeah. and um, he's hoping it's going to get a second life so uh, but yeah so what have you been uh, what, did, what did you do to keep yourself busy during the pandemic I was really lucky um, I started well, I panicked 
after I was done panicking <laughs> for a couple of weeks, thinking, what am I going to do? Because a lot of the publishers weren't doing as many gigs either because the stores were closing down and a lot of deals were sort of like in limbo. Right. I, I started, instead of doing like a Patreon, I started a fan page and we just hung out and I did some live auctions and I was really, really lucky that the fan base supported that and I was able to survive and and get by on commission slots and auctions and just, you know, weekly sales. And then slowly but surely, some of the publishers came back and some of the gigs started to like trickle in a little bit. But a lot of it was, was due to those relationships that were made all those years in person with people. Yeah. You know, that's how I survived because they still, even though we were all going through it, they were still supportive to the gig. And that was like, the best thing, you know. So you, so you said that you panicked at first, right? And I do oh, yeah. think a lot of people panicked and kind of suffered through the pandemic. And um, what kind of advice would you give to someone who is an artist and was in the same kind of situation who were, you know, going through something like that? I think what's important... Thank you. Uh, what kind of advice would I give to somebody going through the pandemic, like art-wise? Or any situation where, like, they feel panicked and they feel like they can't you know, survive. I think you gotta, you gotta trust yourself that you're gonna get through it. You have to trust yourself and that you've done the work in your life to be able to get through almost anything. Yeah. You know? And, and, and as far as like career wise with art and all that kind of stuff, you just gotta keep working. You know, you just, you keep going and you keep producing and if the work's good enough, people will find you. Oh yeah. You know, they'll find you and, and, They'll appreciate the fact that you're still going. Definitely. I mean, I follow you on social media. I know you haven't stopped. No. Nope. <laughs> you're always posting stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I lost out on a gig because the person who wanted me to do the gig thought I was too busy. So they didn't even bother to ask. Really? And I, I would have totally... And it happens often. It wasn't like, a, like there was no malice behind it. But I didn't get asked to do it because I seemed too busy, which I guess is a good thing. But... Yeah, but I mean, as an artist, like, you want to create all the time. So even, like, when you don't have a gig, I'm sure you're sitting down and drawing something just to keep your skills up. So, yeah, I don't know why that's a weird... Yeah. Especially somebody who works with artists would know that. <laughs> it happened. That's, that's a true story, man. <laughs> all right, so I, I need to ask you, we talked about it before the interview, how's your dog doing? <laughs> well, he's my only employee. <laughs> He's very demanding. He gets benefits. He gets free meals, a place to sleep, and he's very lazy. Oh, he's very, very lazy. So he's doing great, but his production is low. <laughs> he just can't hold that pen in his paw. He's not. He's not guilty of looking too busy. That's the whole thing. <laughs> All right. So, um, anything? You have anything out right now that people should keep an eye out for? Uh, well, right now, really, the best stuff to get for me is some of the variant covers. Like, I did a cover for uh, We Live. I did the connecting covers. I've got Blind Justice through SourcePoint Press. And then coming up, I've got the ongoing series of Blind Justice, which will debut soon. And then some other graphic novels that I'm working on. Uh, ChrisCampana.art is where you go, there you go for all your needs. Or Campana Art on Instagram. You can follow along and do all that kind of stuff. All right. Well, now I don't need to ask where nope. people can find you on social media. I've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> so I will then uh, ask you the question we always like to end on. How do you measure success? 
by the conversations you have with people who have hung around for a while. All right. Yeah. I have people who met me when I started, and they still come around to have those conversations. Awesome. So I think that pretty much means that I'm doing all right. Cool. Yeah. That is, that is a great way to look at it. Yep. I love that. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, brother. Thanks for that, Chris. And don't forget to check out uh, his website to see all his upcoming stuff or follow him on Instagram, as he said. So, yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. The other thing, Don, while you're here, I'm going to mention Gutting the Sacred Cow that I was a guest on came out this week. Did you did you listen to it, Don? I mean, a little bit before I got disgusted and stuff, to be honest with you. <laughs> we did Days of Future Past, one of Don's favorite movies. Well, it is because, guys, out of the fucking 10 horrible X-Men bullshit, that's actually one of the good ones. So I, I and I understand its flaws. I do. But still, I, I can't hate on it. So I'm very biased and sensitive. I'll, I'll kind of give it to you. Yeah. Because when you got in the same universe as was it anything anything with the Phoenix in it, right? Yeah. Like any every time they tried to bring the Phoenix into it, they definitely made something worse than that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they tried to do it's the downloaded. Phoenix saga twice. <laughs> and yeah, and missed the mark, and now now they're going to try to do the Sinister Six again because they just right. So does no. that bar Disney from doing the Phoenix for like ten years? No. You think they'll go back into it? Of course they will. It's okay. all they got. All right. That's not all they got. You, yeah, you it is. Kidding me? No, no, it it's not. It's it not. Is. No, but 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 now now that they now that Disney owns it, they they. I mean, everybody's pretty much thinking that after Multiverse of Madness, we're we're getting mutant mutants, right? Well, you're so. going to because currently in the comics, the Eternals. It's basically going to be revealed that the mutants are nothing more than a deviant offshoot, which right. the Eternals are going to consider, okay, you're our enemy. So, yeah, there's going to be some shake-up shit like that very soon, and and yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a big part of the MCU coming they're up. Go, they're going to they're gonna back-rev or back-explain that weird deviant that was able to talk that they never never explained in, in Eternals. Right. Oh, yeah, no, that was an early mutant... <laughs> Hey. yeah they could interesting yeah they're definitely getting it's definitely coming soon i mean you bring patrick stewart in you're gonna you're gonna get mutants you're like, gonna get mutants and 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 by extension you, you will get uh deadpool he will he will be making it he's gonna he's gonna be in multiverse of madness somehow you think on a, post, think so. on a poster on a, that says well, even if he's on a poster he's gonna turn around in the poster and wave at the camera no, i mean like it's, it's happening. deadpool yeah it's happening so all right. all right well speaking of things that are happening speaking of things yeah. that are happening and mutants let's do a little social media madness yeah oh i like that one so first off john we talked last week about how daredevil has been confirmed to be part of the mcu yep officially and we had a couple of people respond to that well, well it, was, it was it was confirmed that the entire backstory that was on netflix is part of the MCU, like the official right. that history. Like at the very least, it was almost exactly the same and with no changes. Right. I mean, we knew he was in there when when No Way Home came out, but now we know Could that he was scroll. the Netflix guy. He's a and, scroll. And, uh, so we start with Timothy Jones, who said, <laughs> "I saw it coming." Wah, wah. I don't care. It's oh, great. Geez. Let people hate. That funny, was Tim. Oh. funny, Tim. Tim, I mean, Stop. that was one of Tim's better ones. I'll give him that. That was 
That's pretty damn. That's sour a, grapes, ladies and gentlemen, available in finer newspapers across the country. That, that's funny. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we had Drew C say, "I loved them all. I could take or leave Iron Fist." <laughs> like okay, everyone's opinion. Right. Like I'm almost over it. Like I feel bad for the people involved with Iron Fist. I don't. Uh, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, truth power, man. Yep. They knew, they, knew, they knew damn well what they were doing. They're like, okay, we got a hit. We got a hit with Daredevil. We got a hit with Jessica Jones. We got a hit with... Uh, it, with it's literally Power the man. only... Yeah, Power Man, yeah. It's the only... Luke Cage. It's the only show out of those four. We have to balance no it out with the whiniest about. baby we can find. <laughs> I mean... Oh, man. Uh, that's all i don't know i'm just trying to be a nice person it's overkill worked on that show (laughs) anybody they knew what they were doing they got approved that got approved that was that was (laughs) scripted and read let's tease a giant fucking dragon right let's do it and then (laughs) so let's never show it so we're gonna do shang chi in like five years yeah the the dragon's not gonna happen (laughs) right but but if we if we if if they move the if they get rid of finn jones and they leave the power with jessica henwick she'll make her and and shang chi will make a you know colleen wing and and shang chi will make a nice uh, set of bookends to to represent the oriental you know the the orient guys and and you know and 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 the mar- John, master martial um, artists of this. Um, John, John, Asian, Asian, Asian. Uh, yeah, yes. Got to get fixated yeah, on the yeah, Oriental A. Yeah. Okay. okay, no I'm casual racism. PC show, man. It's, it's, I know. I get it. I have a D and D book. It's called Oriental Adventures. It may adventures. It makes me feel real bad. Well, also, I'm really but, old, and sometimes it's hard to right, remember no, all know, the things. But know. but, but you know, you know, you know, on the show, the casual racism comes out. Like, like I, at, uh, least, at least, I, at least I know what I just gotta. I, that's, that that's fine. It's fine. I at least we know that we won't have like you're talking about racism. At least we know that we won't have the white savior thing, right? Yeah. Going on, like, because we want to see the master martial artists. They play a big role. Spider Man's supposed to learn the way of the spider from from Chang Chi, right? And and I think yeah. I think the iron the <clears throat> iron fist, whoever that is, if it's Colleen Wing, then great. I, that that has a major. That's you know, where yes, that's where they need I'm to go. I'm hoping that's what happens. Fist. The white dude in kung fu needs to go. It's almost appropriate that that's <laughs> again the one show in this uh, gaggle that we don't want to see. It was it was one of the it was one of the few missteps that Marvel did in their all inclusiveness, right? right. Like because that was kind of a 1950s 1960s things, the white savior, but. You know. Yeah, but I don't think that was the point. I think it was a fish out of water story. Well, that too. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of hard to get away from the other side. Such nuance is not appreciated these days, yeah. you know. And, right. and again, it would have been fine <clears throat> if Finn Jones in the writing, right? <laughs> like, right. Oh my God! Like, just the whiniest bitch. The 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 best writing he had was when he he showed up on uh, Luke Cage. Whoever wrote him for that, that was the wow. Iron Fist we deserved even do anything yeah. in defenders no I bar- the barely... only fighting he did was at the very end when the before the building collapsed or whatever you saw the iron fist like what one time and yeah. well yeah in the in the the building it when, yeah. when they first introduced them all together what a waste of sigourney weaver wow oh man. my god wow. yes wow just wow I, I don't have words like there's <laughs> you you wasted one of the greatest talents of all time i just don't know how you butchered that one well you know they also wasted rosario dawson 
they yeah. waste they wasted jessica henwick as far as i'm concerned you know like most of the people here uh, look who decided to show up hey guys <laughs> you show hey, up hey. here he- hello caller hey this, this is jd calling from the car <laughs> hello jd hey, from hate. the car <laughs> <laughs> you 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 showed up in the middle of social media madness how lucky for you oh, man i should have showered after practice i would have killed 20 more minutes <laughs> so we we were we were yes you know we what were, you, oh, you should have taken a shower we're, we're oh, still doing media madness and, and, I, and i'm glad that you showed up here jd <laughs> because you know we just got done discussing oriental and asian and all different kinds of things so growing up my favorite ramen noodle from top ramen was <laughs> oriental okay now they, they don't call it anymore it's soy it's noodles now it's soy it is not soy i still go where's my oriental uh, what do you want what kind of what kind of noodles do you want i want oriental you're not going to change the rule the rule of thumb is orientals are rugs everything Jeez, else no, you can't say jd you can't say rule of thumb that this is a that pc is a, show oh you guys let me on to say it i have i come from a very diverse culture i know lots of people of many ethnicities do, i go with asian do you, know the, do you know friends. the origin of the the uh, rule of thumb? Rule of thumb? Oh yeah. Um, oh, oh. Is that something that's like they're gonna cut your thumb off? Or you can beat your wife if it's the size yes. of your thumb. Is that what it is? Yes, you can only hit yeah, your wife with something the size of your thumb. I tried that one with Michelle once, and she said, "I'd like to see you try." <laughs> Boondock, no, Boondock Saints taught us so much. Thank you, Boondock Saints. <sighs> So what could be the greatest, of all time. greatest directed video movie of all time, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Close to it, yeah. So what we were discussing last week on the show that you missed, they had officially said, the movie. We officially said Daredevil was part of the MCU canon. So well, yeah. Didn't we learn that when he showed up in Spider-Man? <laughs> yes, but like they even, they changed his uh, online profile for the MCU version and includes everything from the Netflix show. So Yeah, his, okay, they, well, Go ahead. Rule of thumb: If it's in the movie, it counts. If it's not in the movie, it doesn't count. Right, but that's the thing. They 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 said that everything in Netflix, all the the Netflix shows, are canon. So, there you go. So, so unfortunately, Danny Rand is still out there somewhere. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> that's what yeah. we were talking about. What was that, that rule of thumb again? Can can we rule of thumb Danny Rand? Can we? Oh do that? my gosh. <laughs> well, if he doesn't show up, he doesn't show up. Can you do anything about it? His fists never work when they need to. <laughs> that's true. He should have used Energizer batteries. So Screen Rundown replied with a gif of the Guardians. Uh, what's his name? Head of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt? Well, Star-Lord? Star-Lord. Star-Lord? Star-Lord saying, finally. Wow. <laughs> I'm all flustered because of the casual. And this is superheroes speak, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> because of the racism. <laughs> um, the Gorilla Brain podcast no, replied with, I think Jessica Jones should be on the banner for disney plus amen and the yeah. gif is jessica jones you are a hard drinking shirt fused mess of a woman she's great she great. is she she represents so much about you know the female audience that watches marvel movies hard drinking mess of a woman wow, i appreciate that De- and and dealing dealing with a whole bunch of crazy you know shit that happened because of because of men in the in her, in her background man. and 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 dealing with it, you know, it's, yeah. it, it gives a really good, it, it, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's, it, 
I'm, I'm sure it helps a lot of people out there to know that they're represented, like, you know, you know to, uh, dealing with that need, kind of trauma. They just need to be introduced to the rule of thumb. Anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, look, you know. This just became everyone's favorite podcast. Good oh. job, everybody. Podcast. I know you uh, want. I know you want views, but may, but getting hate mail doesn't really count. We don't get views. We're into podcasts. We get downloads and listens. Exactly. Exactly. You'll get tons of listens for that. Anyway, and then moving on. So Wizard Podcast said, are they going to CGI Avengers Tower into the New York City skyline? Absolutely drove me insane sure. watching these shows. So what do you no. mean about, about the event? <laughs> wink, wink. Right, exactly. Like they couldn't directly say it, and right, yeah. you didn't see Avengers Tower while they were in New York. I get it. So, oh, that never occurred to me one time that you yeah. couldn't see Avengers Tower. That never entered my mind. Well, Joe, first like, I thought about it, but he's right. He's right, yeah. but it's like wow, I never would have thought of that. When you, it bothered it, it bothered me when I was watching it. I'm like, all right, so we got Daredevil in New York. Okay, the Avengers event happened in New York. All right, we're gonna we're gonna see Thor and Captain America. No. <laughs> You saw nobody. It was right, almost like it's not like shit. New York City proper, though. You know, it's like well, it was Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. And I hate to well, say this, but the, the, a, what a five block radius. Yeah, I but, mean that's, but, that is New York City proper. They oh, got it right is. In Manhattan. Okay. Yeah, but we right we there. stay in we stay well, in Hell's Kitchen. Right. We still we stay in Hell's Kitchen in a, in a oh, in a hotel in Hell's Kitchen when we're going to the New York Comic Con and walking right. to the New York Comic Con from there. You can see the building. That's the model for the. For the Avengers Tower. Right. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen is like right by the Javits Center. I don't think people yeah. realize that. Daredevil did his job, man. The Hell's Kitchen's a pretty nice place. <laughs> exactly. He did his job. We don't need him anymore. Oh, wait. Anyway. Moving on, we uh, also talked about the D. Dan, Paul Dano, sorry, is going to be coming out with a Riddler prequel comic. <laughs> and um, Mr. Tonic Mole said, sounds awesome to me. I can't wait. Some people are looking forward to it, guys. You already know my feelings on it. I went on a, like a three-minute tirade on it. I'm I'm good. <laughs> and then finally, if you guys remember when we did the Nerd Dungeon episode, oh, no, we went on a tirade about the last Starfighter during the episode. Oh, yeah, okay, I do remember that now. A tirade, or like, because we liked it, right? Like, right, I right. Remember. I think we just, I think we just praised it a bunch. Yeah. Yes. To which Drew C replied. I loved the I last Starfighter. When I was a kid, since then, since there wasn't any toys, I used this guy. Yeah. And I don't know who that is, but it does kind of look like the suit from the last Starfighter. I know how that goes. You know, growing up, I couldn't afford a Megazord or a Dragonzord when I would play Power Ranger toys. Mm-hmm. So I took my 12-inch Cyclops, Sabretooth, and uh, whoever else I had, and they were my Zords. Hmm. Oh, that makes sense. I had to get when Power Rangers came out, I was like 12, 13, just really kind of too old to play with toys. But my brother was like seven years younger. So I just bought him all the Zords for his birthday um, nice. and then played with him. Yeah, it sucks <laughs> when you get too old to play with toys. It really does. Yeah. There, there is uh, one toy that I never got that I always wanted. I, I eventually, as I got older, bought myself uh a Megazord and a Dragonzord and the flute and all that crazy shit that I missed out on. But there is one toy that has eluded me for 30 some odd years now. And that is the Technodrome from Ninja Turtles. I oh, never, I that must never be a rare one it. now. I still get my mother shit about it. 
Like, hey, remember, remember that Christmas you said you were getting me to Technodrome and you just ended up getting me like 40 Ninja Turtle toys? Go fuck yourself. No. I still want my Technodrome. Oh. So every year for Christmas, she asked me, what do you want? And I say, what do you think? You want that stupid toy? And I never get it. I'm going to end up buying it for myself. I wonder why. Yeah, well, exactly. For those listenings, please send your Technodromes to 8-Bit Ray. Care I got a lot of trauma. <laughs> You know, I got a little bit of that because one Christmas, I really wanted the Super Nintendo mm. and the fucking kid at Toys R Us talked my mom into the Sega Genesis. Ooh. And yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, like a year later, I got the Super Nintendo. So, I mean, it's not that bad. But yeah, there was a year that I had just the Genesis and no Super Nintendo because some fucker that worked at Toys R Us running his mouth. <laughs> Anybody else got any trauma they want to air from their childhoods? Oh, childhoods. I've got a lot I was of pretty happy. You. <laughs> we had the Super Nintendo first and then got the Sega Genesis a year later. I didn't, so get, a super, I didn't get a Super Nintendo until I was 22. There you go. Oh, that's too bad. It's the yeah, we had, we had to pick. We had to choose sides. And I was like, eh, I want to play Sonic. Yeah, I regret it. We, we had the Super Nintendo. And then they were getting Mortal Kombat with the blood came out only on Genesis. Uh-huh. So my, Matt and I had to save up and work, and we convinced our parents into getting us Genesis. And Genesis was more like my system, where the Nintendo became more maps because I like yeah. the sports games yeah. and like the fighting games. So those are better on Genesis. Yeah, A B A C A B B. Blood code. Blood code. Yep. It's the only way you were getting that blood, baby. Uh huh. I needed to rip a man's spine out at thirteen. It was very important to me. Very. Yes. Mm-hmm. And no other reason yeah. to play Mortal Kombat over Street Fighter Two. Sorry, hot take. Yeah, I always prefer Mortal Kombat to Street Fighter. I thought Mortal Kombat was the better game. But I'm also mm. not a big video game guy, so that my opinion means absolutely bupkis. I would say visually, I would say visually, Mortal Kombat is better. But balance wise, fighter wise, like control yeah. wise, I would say Street Fighter. Yep, because e- even a skilled person could make Blanca work, but. Like, <laughs> I might argue that your childhood wasn't that happy that if at 13 you had to rip someone's spine out. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to, but you could, and that was that, fun. Yeah, that's that, what yep. I'm saying. I had the opportunity to rip his spine out. Yeah, that forward, made me a happy child. Yeah, forward, forward, down, forward, high punch. This is, that, that's the rip someone's you know spine out of their correct. ass. Mm-hmm. Be, speaking of ripping somebody's spine out, we could go sh- this, se- segue right into the news after a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. This is why we do social media madness, people. It is so that people can get their their grievances out. They can bring their social their their social views on racism out, and we can get to the bottom of some things. This so is if you want to be, why well, the show is two and a half hours long now. If you want to be a part of social media madness, here's our good friend D Square to tell you more. That guy, that motherfucker, enjoying the show. Want to be part of social media madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com, where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, 
And of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for that, Don. And you know what? While you're here, why don't you tell the good people where they can find the Omega Level Nerds podcast? Yeah, just go on YouTube there, search Omega Level Nerds podcast, or go on Twitter, at Omega Level Nerds. Follow me there. Very excited because, of course, Superhero Speaks own J.D. Oliva, along with Rich Duick and Todd uh, Matthew, are going to join me on my next show. And uh, we're going to talk about the current state of comics and writing. So check that out. That's going to be friggin' awesome. Rich, don't go on his show. Come back on ours. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Did you ask him? Sure he would. <laughs> All right. And then, Ray, where can people find Gorilla Brain? Uh, you can catch Gorilla Brain Podcast on any podcasting app that's out there. You can also catch me on Twitter. You can catch me uh, at Gorilla Brain Pod. You can catch me on Instagram. Jeez, everywhere. I am everywhere. I'm on every social except Snapchat. Put it that way. Uh, you can catch me uh, on TikTok at 8BitRay. Make that follower count grow up, baby. And, yeah, you can catch me on Twitch usually every night. I'll probably be on after here. Just look up 8-Bit Ray, and you can look at my pretty face. And yeah, that's about it, man. I got to get better at these plugs. Mm. I, should probably, I should probably do my own show. What do you guys think? <laughs> Maybe. No, I just come on mine. Fuck it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get Don on. We can, yeah, we can talk. About, we'll get Don and John and Dave on, and we'll all just talk about Oriental noodles for an hour. I'm a little. Oh. Well, on hey. that note, boys and girls, here's a word from our sponsor. Hopefully, it has nothing to do with... Uh, Asian noodles. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah, right. It's, I think it's going to be, do you like ramen noodles? <laughs> do you like the American flavor? No, you want the Oriental. That's right. You want that spicy <laughs> Mideastern goodness or, all or, going down your throat. You, you know, those are my favorite too, Ray. Like, th those are my favorite. Yeah. That that's my you know I like I like the the soy sauce teriyaki. Nobody sauce. wants beef sliding down their throat unless they're. <laughs> All right, and we're back on the most non PC podcast on the internet. Maybe you want some shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a lot of news to talk about this week. The first one is kind of a follow up from last week. So last week we reported that Ezra Miller was Pretty arrested shameful. in Hawaii. <gasps> the shock getting into a fight at a karaoke bar of all and, places uh, that is the most chill place on earth and he wants to get into a, a battle in a karaoke bar i mean you DC, will never find a more chill group of people than at a karaoke bar because you're true. all you're all assholes you're have you all... been to a japanese karaoke bar? oh no that shit goes down there man no no we went That's to an me and John went to the Oriental Karaoke Bar. Oh, oh my lord! All right, yeah, no, like because because I'm into anime, like I I know I, I learn a lot about that culture, and I've been you know trying to learn a little bit of Japanese, and but like karaoke bars are big, but they are also like yeah that that is a place where people throw down in in Japan. Very big, very big amongst the community of older gentlemen with Bill Cosby like sweatshirts and uh, missing knuckles. Or, or lots of tattoos. Tattoos are also that quite might... prevalent amongst them. They're yeah. like they fighting That's over you. like Whitney Houston songs. Like, well, I mean, what what's going on here? <laughs> Whitney Houston. Well, you also drink a lot at karaoke <laughs> bars. The Yakuza, Don. Big amongst the Yakuza. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if we ever meet up in Philly, we're all going to the karaoke bar, right? Let's do well, it. In all Philly, right. the worst you're going to get is, you know, somebody who can sing off key, but, you know, at least you're not going to get assassinated. So we're race suited for he, that. Since he yeah. lost his shit in the karaoke <laughs> bar, uh, apparently Warner Brothers is having a meeting about the star's future within the DC universe. They knew and, he was uh, a what future did he have anyway? They knew he was a problem to begin with. At the end of Flashpoint, they might as well just bring in Grant Gustin and be done with it. Well, I mean, it's funny. That's one of the rumors that's been flying around since actually Randy suggested it on the podcast last week. Yeah, Why by not the just way, bring Grant Gustin by the way, Randy, bravo, sir. Hmm. You fit in so well on this show. I'm just you know throwing that out there. You did a great job. Yep. So, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well maybe if you watch morbius so <laughs> no he's, he's the only one that's i'm with sane. you jd fuck it yeah all right so, so to watch bad movies so john and i talked about it last week what do you guys think about grant gustin the possibility of grant gustin taking his place or if not who do you think could play the flash in the dc movies i don't think i don't think this is a reality because i just don't think they want to they want to have the TV guys in movies. Yeah. So I think it'd be a great idea. I just don't foresee them doing that. Um, yeah. That being said, they can cast anybody to play the Flash. I don't have any, I don't, I have to actually think about who I think I would want to play. Grant Gustin would be the best, but I just don't see Warner doing that. Warner's got a lot going on right now. I don't know if you guys know about that, but all these execs are on the chopping block as discoveries coming in and cleaning house. So who knows what's going to go on tomorrow? Hmm. Warner would never be smart enough to make that move let's put it that way okay but don't didn't they take johnny depp out of the fantastic beast movies right because they, of the did, shit do, that... they did do that but it's not like they put anybody i mean like it's like they put someone else popular in there you know like they just i just don't foresee them doing because they would make their tv universe their film universe and i think that there's like a, yeah. a bigger division at mar at a dc tv and film than there is at marvel so that would be the right thing to do but Warner just doesn't do the right thing, like ever. And 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 you're right because they just tried to disentangle Zack Snyder's universe. Like they're they're just pulling the threads on that. They don't want to like tie threads together again. But well, and their biggest success is this new Batman movie that has nothing to do with nothing. So <laughs> you know what's the incentive? Well, and um, the thing is too, like they weirdly agreed to do the crossover on the TV show where Ezra Miller showed up. For a half a second, it was the movie guy. Yeah, the movie guys were the ones who suggested too. They gave, they called up the director of the TV show and said, "Hey, you want to make this go down?" And like they, they literally like put it together in a couple of hours. Right. So oh, I mean, you know, that opens the possibility to cross universes. <laughs> I think I think that was like a mistake in our universe. That that was a glitch in the Matrix right there. Because it's all getting reset anyway. When Flashpoint comes out, everything goes back. To Zero, so what matters? Nothing matters. Yeah. Postmodern yeah. DC. Nothing matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel, JD. Nothing matters. All right. So, all right. Well, then, how about uh, move on to Star Wars here? Peter Ramsey has been tapped to be the director of the Ahsoka Star Wars TV series. So, and people who aren't familiar with Peter Ramsey, he was one of the directors for Into the Spider Verse, and he won a, an Oscar for that. So I think that's probably a really good choice. What do you guys think? Any thoughts? 
well, Filoni and Favreau are still going to write it, so mm. you know it's going to be awesome. Right. But the fact that he did Spider-Verse, which is very popular, can only can only add to that, in my opinion. So it's going to be great. Ahsoka's an awesome character, and I just can't wait for this show. <laughs> I think picking a director from animation is a good move for something like this. Um, they said Filoni and Favreau are still guiding the ship, so... And it's not like it's going to be solo, right? They're not going to go off and do their own thing. So it's going to be great. He, he, he helped out with the storyboard as a storyboard artist for Sausage Party. So <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he, he's helped out with a lot of shows, though. Well, so. there you go. So I think, I think this is going to be good. Ray, you're being quiet. Oh, the dogs are walking around and I'm just like, uh. get, get. <laughs> drinking water loud as hell. Like, damn, no manners. But I don't really care. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> DC. Let's move on. Good God. I know it is. It, we're talking about Star Wars now. You missed oh, it. Oh, wow. I'm that far behind? Okay. Let's say hence the. We're talking we're talking about about Ahsoka? Yeah, I'm yes. sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be as good as Book of Boba Fett. Sure. Why not? Well, Book better of Boba than Fett Bo- was Be- fine, but it really set the bar low. So you can't get any lower than Book of Boba Fett. So I disagree. I mean, we're not here to discuss that, but I disagree. We already Uh-oh. discussed it. Yeah, I know. I mean, you discuss it for an hour, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Do, do we pull the pin on that or do we not pull the pin on that? Because, like, we're already in an hour, so. Got oh, a shit fine. movie called we Blade, Blade Trinity. Trinity. We got Blade I'll put Trinity. the Cad Bane impression on the shelf. <laughs> all righty, all righty. So here's an interesting one. I, I thought the, the the way this article was done, it says on The Hollywood Reporter, it's, this is, I'm going to give the, the headline, Marvel's Ironheart finds its director's while Ryan Coogler boards as executive producer. Like, I'm excited that Ryan Coogler is going to executive produce it, but they don't mention who the directors are in the title of the article. Dominique Throne as toppling the series, playing Riri Williams as a brilliant teen. Okay, so that's who's the, the actress. You have to, like, read the article to find that it's, let's see, hold on. Sam Bailey and Angela Barnes are the directors. So That's why I started the headline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. To make you read the article is that is that the, the, how it works <laughs> big name like if you don't have a big name you don't put it in the headline right Coogler's a big name you go ooh, Coogler, and you click well who make but you gotta well, help them out become a big name you do, you do a good job on this show you get a name you can't put oh, the is that how it works? and the so, horse is pointing its head into a cart so so anyway are we excited for an ironheart shirt show and if if you were on the fence are you more excited now that ryan Coogler's involved not at all directors don't mean anything well, like steven spielberg is probably one of the greatest of all time but he made west side story you mean producers <laughs> right or do you mean director like steven spielberg i mean yeah but i mean like he's been producer on a bunch of stuff and director on other stuff so like, i thought he directed west side story yeah he did direct west side story but he has produced a lot of stuff well i'm just mm-hmm. saying you could be the biggest name in the world and still make a turd so i i don't yeah, put right. much stock into it it's fine it'll um, be fine I'm, I'm not interested in the property it's not for me Right. But Cougar, Cougar makes me want to at least check out the pilot, I guess. Well, I'm, I'm not that. Episode. I'm not that. Fami- I'm not that familiar with the character. So it's it's it's, it's just like it's the Moon Knight situation where I'm not very familiar with the character, but I'm still going to watch it. I'm going to go in blind. And like I said online I, on Twitter, I can take my fanboy hat off and just go along for the ride. And that's nice that I don't that I don't have to like 
supervisor or everything. Oh, that's not comic accurate. Oh, that never happened. I, I, it's just I, nice to can, 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 not can be we, judgmental. Can we just like sit here in awe that DC is like worried about their actor for the flash getting, getting canned. Cause he might be going to jail and on the Marvel side, we're going into like, they're reaching really, really deep into mythos to find new characters to add to their huge freaking universe. Like, well, I mean, they yeah. did that. They did that with Suicide Squad. They breached a whole bunch of B villains, and you know, we like just Peace- watched a TV show about the Peacemaker. Yeah, I was gonna say Peacemaker. You know. Man. Yeah, I know, but it's so hit and miss on the DC side. More miss. Very much. Very more miss. I'll agree with that. The I, thing is, the I, thing with DC is that is that when they hit, they hit. It's really yeah. good when they hit, but it's usually just a bunch of misses. With this Ironheart series, I'm just I'm disappointed because I don't think that we're going to get a Robert Downey Jr. AI Iron Man. That's that's my question. How do you make it work without RDJ? That's that's going to make it seem very forced and disjointed to me. What about what about what what about what they brought up in in Civil War when he had that that augmented reality? Sure, no. He could just live in flashbacks because he had his whole brain uploaded in there. So why not? She could learn everything she needs to know from the augmented reality. That's what happens. But in the book, he's an AI that teaches her. Yeah. Yeah. Like RDJ's walked away from the role. Like, I don't know if they can get him to come in. Maybe they bring Jennifer Connelly in because she did the voice for. was it for well not friday not that wasn't friday that was or was was she friday yeah too? friday yeah. yeah so and she she was in spider-man though all the spider-men when for his suit so maybe they bring her in i don't know or maybe he makes an appearance we don't know yet maybe they've learned the lesson and they'll leave they, it and, and we'll hear about it like the first opening day you know they people coming out screaming. up to his house yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back up the dump truck to his house and and drop a cup. <laughs> drop just well, they've you know, got enough piles of footage, thousands. Though. They could do it without actually having him have to do anything. I think they new. still have to pay him. Yeah, be like that. Yes, they do. Simpsons with Millhouse as they're trying to put the up way to get the movie together with the up way clips. Jiminy Jillikers. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. And then finally. This is something we talk about on this show a lot, but Joey Casey, who is the co-creator of America American Chavez, Chavez yeah. was offered some money for them using the character in Multiverse of Madness, and he turned the offer down, saying it was insulting. It wasn't enough money. And his argument is like, you know, he's doing that so, so that they'll make better offers. I don't think they didn't have to offer him anything, technically. So do you think this is going to help creators? In the future or so he's just made things worse for them i think it could because i understand his point that these concepts become uh multi-million billion dollar concepts and so it's the the ratio to what the actual creator of the property is given is ridiculous so this is a way to get that into a news story on the internet so to highlight this sort of thing i think that's actually rather effective now will it change anything i don't see it changing anything legally so no but it does highlight it so hats off to that doing so the alan it, Moore. yeah thing. If, if if you read deeper into this like he also negotiated with them because he was part of big hero six and and he got according to this he got favor favorable favorable compensation for that and yes but and, and there's he's also, also a 
there's also mm-hmm. a difference here. Like Big Hero Six, the movie was based on the property itself. This is they're using a character. No one's going to see Doctor Strange two because America Chavez is in it. Like she's some not people the draw. are, yeah. Nah, she's not the draw of the movie. I'm sorry. It's just at this point with the MCU, no one is going because oh they've included this character that is a B level hero in the MCU. Like let's or in the in the Marvel comics, like she's not a big deal. So like I just think it's weird that like this is the hill he's deciding to die on. B level is kind. <laughs> right but but, yeah. but also consider how much money this movie is going to make it's exactly. already sold out in most places we're but still it, like a week away not, and they only offered him like somewhere character the, but they That's only the offered point. him the range of five thousand dollars come on they don't have to offer him anything yeah, yeah but five thousand dollars when they're going to make over a billion on it Doesn't and one matter. of his characters is like the main driver of the movie he made he made the character under the house of marvel Therefore, Marvel probably owns the entire property. You have, yeah, I know. Have, you it's have just, to get approvals to create characters. It's not it, like the Wild West of the old days. It's still it, and he's not doing that bad because, I, I, again, I don't know if you guys know much about Man of Action, his his outfit, but they created Ben Ten and Generator Rex and a whole bunch of other stuff that is still to this day incredibly popular. Mm. Like I'm sure they made they made buckets of money on that, but it's still. I mean, I know, I, 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 and you guys have explained to me many times before, but it still blows my mind that these guys like created these characters that are almost timeless now. And, you know, Marvel can just say, well, we'll drop that. We'll drop uh, five, five uh, K on you. And, and uh, you, you know, getting, good, good boy. Where are you getting five K from? Like he never said how much it was. He just said it was an insult. Marvel publishing sent over a special character agreement for him to sign that included a cash offering. Though Casey declined to say how much Marvel offered, the sums for other creator agreements is said to be in the 5K range, though a source on the Marvel side disputes the figure, saying they're generally higher. But I'm sure it was like, you know, what, five? Okay, generally higher, five, 10K. And that's what I've heard in other, in other reports too. Like it's I, not, I, it's not I, anything. I no, we're not going to, let's not start that. We don't know how much it was. I'm not going to, to as you know, take a guess. But even... Even if it was five thousand again, like I don't know, JD, you're being quiet. This is a topic you usually have a lot to say on. The only reason to work for the big two is for the page rate. Mm-hmm. They're never going to treat you good. They're never going to treat you kind. Never create anything for them. Play with the toys that are in the box because you're going to get pissed off if you add a toy and they just keep it in their box, right? It's like you bring a toy over to play with the big kid, the big kid decides he's going to keep it, and you don't get to play with it anymore. Like, it's unfair, it's unjust, but you know what you were getting into with them. It's bullshit. It's gotten worse over the last decade, right? Now that they're sucking to these big conglomerates. Like, Paul Levitt used to just write ass big, big old checks. to guys are like, yeah, that's kind of like what you did. Here you go. Here's a check. Right? Marvel, now, Warner and, and Disney don't even bother with that. They're offering them next to nothing. And it does make sense to, like, write out something, and it makes sense for Joe Casey to make a big deal about it to bring awareness to it so that the next guy gets a bigger check. I'm sure now he will get a bigger check. But in reality, don't even it's not like Alan Moore, because Alan Moore doesn't want anything. Like they tried to give Alan Moore money, and Alan Moore says, I don't want your money. Go away. Hmm. So yeah. it's not Alan. It is not as the exact opposite of Alan Moore. Alan Moore would have a lot of money from what he he wants nothing to do with it. So in my mm. opinion, if you're gonna use your big two career to launch your independent career where you can make real money because yeah. in marvel if you're working big two you're just working for the page rate and some royalties on the side 
you know, it's not, it's not the same. This is like, it's one reason I changed my life goals. You know, I want to own what I do. No. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. I mean, everyone I know, everyone I know that works in the industry that has some level of success as a creator, they know this and they, they've all said it too. Like, you know, and especially the guys who've been around for a long time. What was it? Rich Buckler when they used Deathlock on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he was oh. like, he was like, I was just happy that my character was, was, I, I got to see him on screen. Like, that's all he cared about, you know? And cause he knew, right? Like he knew they owned it. He's not going to get money for it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much did Jim Starlin get for Thanos? He got a reasonable amount from what I understand, but it wasn't like big, you know, nuclear money. Right. Right. They're not going to give him a percentage of the gross or right. any of that stuff. You know, you, you're not you're not Bruce Willis, you know, negotiating your contract in six cents for, you know, what was it like 15 percent of the gross of the movie. So yeah. I want to guarantee I guarantee if any of these creators try to get a contract where they ask for the gross, they're going to start doing Star Wars math. Oh, the, the movie that movie has never made a profit. They've swore Empire Strikes Back has never made a profit. That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, accountants can do some shady math. Like I said, like it's, if you're working with these companies, assume you're going to get screwed and either live with it or keep raising awareness. But, I mean, there's enough of these stories out there where, you know, people who dream about creating the next great mutant are going to get pissed off when it becomes a, spam, a smash and everyone else gets rich off it but you. Yeah. So why? Why bother? I don't know. That's my thought. You're working for them for recognition, right? Build your recognition I mean, and then go out and build your own stuff. Well, that's what Scott Snyder has done. Scott yeah, that's Snyder's what I was about to say. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what that, he's got the right attitude. Because eventually someone's going to make a court of owls into a movie, <laughs> right? And what's better about this than, than Disney is. So he'll probably get something, but it ain't going to be what it's worth. But he's making more money now doing his own thing. So that's just how it goes. Use them to use them. Don't let them use you. I'm sorry, my cat's knocking stuff over. <laughs> even even the cat can't stand this kind of position. <laughs> it's a yeah. No, I mean, can't throw it out. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, the, all these guys should read these contracts if they don't understand how this works. No, they should know what they're going into when when they sign up. They're like, okay, I'm going to work for Marvel. I'm going to work for DC. This is not my original work. This is their house. Right. Right. So, so I mean, if you want to, you know, build up your rep, like JD said. Go build up your rep at Marvel, make people like your book, and then go when you're independent, you know? Mm, and yeah. That's, yeah, that's all you can do, really. If you ever want to make any money in this business, it's not going to be working for the big two. It's going to no, be making your own. Yeah. So, correct. on that note, we're going to try to build up our rep and go on our next commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the greatest comic book movie of all time <laughs> how do you say that with a straight face he, he nearly lost it did you hear it's like, mobile marathon <laughs> and we'll be right back after these messages we'll be right back all right nice we are back i think we're getting was that ready. a break that was our break wow that, that was a long break <laughs> We're back. We're getting ready for this this review. I've got my vodka. Thank you. John's got his whiskey. Ray's got his beer. Don's got his beer. What did you bring to the party, brother? Are I you can it. I have a McDonald's root beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all need a, we need a sober driver. We need a designated Dave over Don, here. Don, you're, you're muted. You are correct. Yeah, Voodoo Ranger is what I... 
Imperial IPA. That's a great right. name. Yeah. So, so we warned you, listeners, that the Mint Mobile Marathon was coming with the three movie superhero movies that Ryan Reynolds were in that were terrible. <laughs> I thought it was four. Is it four? Wait a minute. There's Blade Trinity. Uh huh. Green Lantern. Uh huh. X Men Origins. What else? Is that it? That's it, man. Just three. I mean, I think we should do a Deadpool to cleanse the palate. That's my suggestion. But Ooh, yeah, too good. Yeah. Deadpool two. Yes. It's a or or we can do like I said on Twitter. Just do just friends. It's always an <laughs> option. Uh, that's one, <laughs> one of my favorite Ryan Reynolds movies. Not the proposal. No, not the proposal. Same movie. <laughs> yes. All right. So first off, I as I was saying on the break that I realized watching this movie, this is the first time I think I've watched the whole thing all the way through. So it's the first first time I've watched it all the way through since it was at the movie theater. You saw it in the movie theater? Oh, opening Hell. day. Yeah, wow. I did too. Absolutely, dude. I was like twenty three when this came yeah. out. Twenty four or yeah. something like that. Like this is like I this should have been great. But it, it should have been. I think I was in my mid fifties so, when this came out. Like, so, okay, so, so you're Blade at ARP Trinity. now, man. Like... Blade <laughs> Trinity, written and directed by David S. Goyer. Makes um, sense. Two thousand four, oh, yeah. starring Wesley Snipes, Shit writer Chris Christopherson, Jessica Biel, Ryan Jay Reynolds, run is good. Parker Posey. Christopherson um, probably had it in his in his contract to get killed off in this, so he didn't have to deal with it again. Dominic Purcell and Triple H. You forgot Pat Oswalt. Yeah, Pat you know what? Paul, boy, Paul Levesque or whatever. Paul Levesque. Paul Levesque. You know what Pat Oswalt said? He said it's obviously a fantasy movie because they had him dunking on a six foot five black man. Yeah. <laughs> was Pat Oswalt big in two thousand four, or was this like the start of his? No, career? this is like pretty much the beginning. Yeah, like he had been yeah. doing stand up for a while, but he didn't really kick off until two thousand six. I want to say that's yeah. when he, yeah. So, and they put him in everything. Like he was even in Agents of Shield. He's Modoc. He is. Yeah, Modoc. he is Modoc. It's all you need. And so, I don't care what you say about it. I like that. All you need is Modoc. <laughs> okay. I, we all we all re- recently watched the movie to get ready for today. So I'm curious. Let's go around the room. What, what did everyone think of this movie upon rewatching it? Uh, <laughs> I'll go first. Eighteen years later. Sure. Or 28 years later. Sorry. I'm Ray. Oh, I'm 18, 37. 18, 18, 18. I'm Ray. I'm 37 shit. and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and all addi- because of Blade Trinity. <laughs> my addiction is shitty movies. <laughs> so Blade Trinity. Okay. So I have this thing where I could watch a movie over and over and I call it, and I won't remember a damn thing from it. Okay. There's many movies that do this. I call it the Blade Trinity effect. Mm. <laughs> so given that I watched this movie, Three hours before we started this, I don't remember shit. <laughs> wow. I, blo- I mentally blocked this movie out for a reason. I remember that there's Thundercunt. There is Cock juggling Thundercunt. Yes. Yes. Thank yes. you very much for the proper quote. That's what we do here. We proper quote here. <laughs> Metal there's, fangs on a vampire for no there's, reason. There's a dude from yep. Prison Break and Jessica Biel yep. looking fine. Yes. I will not. I will. Damn. Being an ultra badass for no reason. Early two okay, thousands, yeah. Jessica Biel. Good God Almighty! Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna Joey DiCarlo all over the place on this one. Good God <laughs> Almighty! Well, I, I, I yeah, he she keeps was, on she was... going on about that chick from Peacemaker. Yeah, 
she was still trying to motherfucker she was still trying to wreck her image from seventh heaven at this point she just that's fine let her wreck it good god but but even so wesley snipes wanted a sex scene in this movie and couldn't get it did i send did i send the link to you guys about all the creepy shit that happened on set i i've been i've been doing research so oh yeah like there's no end to it oh wesley's (laughs) weird dude i heard he so many weird things about this movie, but he's denied all of it. Yeah, but there's just it. too many. As Pat and Oswald, he'll he will open up openly about it anytime. Mm. So that's where most of this crap came out. So yeah, I don't remember anything. So <laughs> remind me, boys. How great is this one? Great. Don, you are such a huge Blade <laughs> fan. Absolutely. You ain't wearing a coat I for wait. this one. I, no, no, I'm not gonna wear the coat <laughs> for this one. No. Similar effect to you, though, I did forget a lot about this movie. I only remember that I was very excited. It was a huge Blade fan. I went to the movie theaters to see this. And even re-watching it, boys, I will tell you the setup and the premise for this movie is fucking awesome. Okay? Mm-hmm. The whole Dracula angle interests the hell out of me. The whole, okay, we're going to show Blade being a badass, but okay, he got caught. He killed a human. I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. Where it, fall, where it falls apart. Is it after that happens? After he gets the lecture from Whistler about, oh, you know, killing humans now. <laughs> what happens? Well, a bunch of humans invade their little headquarters. And what does Whistler do? He does the whole, you know, then I started blasting meme, right? He's just killing humans left and right. Just mm-hmm. right after he told Blade that this was going to cause a bunch of problems. And that's just to me where this movie goes awry. Because instead of saying, okay, Blade killed a human, now he has to lay low. This is why Whistler introduces him to this new team of vampires and Blade has to lay low while they go do everything. No, they do the whole, he gets caught by the police thing just so that Triple H and that crew can fuck with him while he's incarcerated. And you get a bad cop scene, very reminiscent almost of Highlander. Don't know if you remember that one where a cop almost kills a guy just for someone suggesting he might be homosexual. Thank you, 1980s. But so we get the cringe, bad cops. Oh, vampires aren't real. Are you kidding me? You have Blade in a reinforced chair, not to mention the girl vampire. She, whoever that actress is, she makes me think vampires actually do exist. She looks like a vampire. It's Parker Posey. <laughs> it's Parker so Posey. this is all very convoluted. So nonetheless... Blade gets rescued, and then the rest of the movie goes on, and all of a sudden, the human and cops don't give a shit about Blade. All of a sudden, they get to run around the city with carte blanche, no problem. So I just, this movie actually started off with a great premise. It just fucked it up after the first half hour. It, it really did go wrong exactly when you said, too, because the first thing you notice is Blade is, you know, a, a vampire, right? And he's kicking these people around and having a lot of trouble. Whereas later on in the film, he's kicking people through walls. There's no yeah, way yeah. you should have been able yeah. to overpower him. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Mm. What about the, what overall, like, what were your thoughts on watching it, John? Every, every single line sounds like a movie quote. Like, like most of the, the script in this sounds like it was all written for trailers. It just, it bothers the hell out of me. It's like, it did. There's very little in this script where it sounds like actual humans talking. And that always bothers me. Then, you know, there's the, you know, Blade is weak when he needs to be weak just for the plot, even though you've got vampires that could give him, you know, that, that could actually, you know, challenge him. Like they just, every, it's just, I don't know. 
Triple Triple H was was funny. I think Ryan Reynolds was actually on the cusp of being funny. At this point, he was just a little bit annoying. Dominic Purcell, I can't see as anybody, but Heatwave McRory from from DC Legends the of other Tomorrow. Prison Break guy. And, and people who've seen Prison, I've never seen Prison Break, but I know he was big in that. You're so, but it's kind of weird. It I, I I had I saw one quote that said he would have made a much better henchman for Dracula than Dracula himself. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So yeah, I just it, a lot of stuff about this this really bothered me. Like it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Like watching this movie is like going out to the bar with Ezra Miller. At some point you're like, <laughs> okay, nope, this is getting bad. Shit. And then he takes you up back and punches you in the face. And then all and of a sudden ask- we have Dracula dildos. Oh, okay. And you ask yourself, why the hell did I do this in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, JD. This movie why did you do it in the first place? This movie fucking sucks, man. Um, <laughs> so in 2004. I was a young burgeoning film, independent filmmaker, and I really loved Blade Blade 2, right? I was so excited for this movie. And I remember the first mm-hmm. uh, story leaks that came out was going to be post-apocalyptic world, Blade in a world of vampires. And I was like, dude, sign me up. Mm. And that didn't happen. Instead, we got this movie. And I'm wrestling. So mm-hmm. leading mm-hmm. into this for weeks, we got clips because The Rock had just left WWE and it was not an acrimonious split. And they wanted Triple H to be a bigger movie star so bad that they kept showing you clips and they kept having so the director like, oh my God, Paul is such a natural. So I was very suspect as this coming in because like you like John's right, every line in this movie is designed to be a trailer line. And this movie fucking sucks. And it's even worse <laughs> than I remember it. It somehow has aged terribly. Jessica Beale, everything Ray said, accurate, real. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That being said. I'm going to defend Wesley Snipes being a dick on this movie. If there's, yeah, let me play with this. Let me throw this at you. Let's say you, on your own hard work, charisma, and talent, create this franchise. It's making money. It's made you, it's remade you a star, right? This is, it's turned you into, it's not like, like, Wesley Snipes is an action hero. Blade made him a big time thing. Like he birth, mm-hmm. he gives birth to the superhero genre. And then you get a sequel that helps launch the career of Guillermo del Toro right? Everything is going good. So in Blade Trinity, what is the plan? We're going to replace you mm-hmm. with these two less talented white people. And Wesley Snipes is a dick. So what did he do? I'm going to completely make everybody on this movie miserable because that was the plan. The next movie was going to be the Night Stalkers with just Whistler and uh, Dickhead. I forget his name. King. And how would you act if this franchise that you that you created, that you ushered in since 1993 was in development and they immediately decided, hey, this works. Let's replace Wesley Snipes. Let's replace the one reason why people go to Blade movies. How would mm-hmm. you act? How would you be? Yep. And they did pull a, a Superman Donner thing where the script was changed from dark and serious to, you know, more campy. And and from what I've read, Way Wesley Snipes more. didn't like that, but he was given Why no say in it. What and yeah, I, that's true. And they gave him no say in it though, which is which like, for at that rate should have been weird. It was really weird because normally when an actor makes a franchise like that, they give them some say because he's played the character twice. He should have some say in what goes on, but they wouldn't. They wouldn't let him. Which you know, I mean, like all all the stories that came out about how what a dick he was on set. 
but you know, on the I, but the more you read into it, maybe you had a little bit of reason too. I mean, I'm defending. I'm defending Wesley Snipes. The whole plan of this movie was to replace him, to replace because like the studio chose Goyer, the writer, over the star. Mm. And usually it goes the other way. But everybody thought David Goyer was going to be this big thing in movies, mm-hmm. right? He never he does well, but he never really becomes like this big superhero thing. Right. He wrote the, the Nolan movies, which if we look back on them, those movies work because of Nolan. It's not because of his fantastic scripts, because like there's plot hole, there's plot contrivances and issues with all. the. the oh, no. this uh, Yeah. Like I said, this whole thing is like, right. oh, I uh, three three human beings go after Blade. Oh, he knocks them around. But eventually they get him. It's like, what are you talking about? He could punch right. a hole through the hey, sternum. This, this whole <laughs> thing. Like, and again, Wesley Snipes has to make movie because he's contractually bound to make the movie. Yeah. Right. He has to make it. And this is what the studio wants to do. They want to get rid of Wesley Snipes. Right. So I get it. I'd be a dick too. I might not go to the lengths Wesley Snipes does. Yeah, I was gonna Snipes, say, man. He's also he, crazy. Let's not take that. Let's not take that out of it. But I get it. True. I get it. What did he call what? Ryan Reynolds on set? I forget <laughs> what did he call Ryan the cracker. The oh. cracker, yeah, right. that, that was that was always referred to on set all the time. Yeah, well, that fits on our Oriental comments. Yeah, right. This, this but seriously, as far perfectly. as like riding him out, yeah, like the a major problem with this movie is that a half hour in, everything's motherfucker. Fuck this, fuck that. Even Triple H is talking about getting ass raped, right? At some point, you know, yeah. Dracula dildos, all that. So by the time Wesley Snipes gets to deliver an awesome line, right? Remember oh, and he had a two. To- he had a good one. Where, where all the people were hanging because they were giving up blood. Exactly. And the dude was like, they'll kill me. And he's like, motherfucker, I'll kill you. Yeah, that yep. should have been a fucking great line. Mm-hmm. But you already heard 58 motherfuckers before that. So totally stole his thunder. Absolutely. Yeah. Like this project was hold a fuck with Wesley Snipes. So I'm with you, JD. Like I totally get him like being a dick because, yeah, they're messing with him on this one big time. <laughs> now, there, so, there was there was an account that he tried to strangle David Goyer. But yeah. Yeah, you know, true. and it's been backed up, but I guess David Goyer was like an asshole too. I guess and David Goyer is an asshole, and, and, and he tried to force that sex scene with Jessica Biel. I mean, I mean, I would have done the same thing, <laughs> but damn, no, 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 no. Yeah. How would it have worked in the script, honestly? How what was it wouldn't make mindset? it wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't make, make any sense. sense. He hardly talked to the night stalkers, so yeah, that would be a stretch. But again, I don't think I think that's him just trying to be Wesley Snipes and throw his weight around. Yeah. Again, he's an he's method, right? Oh, so he was blades, totally method in this. Well, blades of dick, so he's going out of his way to be. I think I truly believe he's just causing trouble just to do it. Like I think Wesley Snipes is smart to go, he can't get a sexy. They're like, I want one. What are you gonna so, do about it? So Dude, was I'd con- ask for one too. It's Jessica Beale. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, I get it. I at least ask. But I, I it's, it it's was... protocol at this point. Yeah. But half, halfway through this, like it, things were going so bad that I, I and this is a comedy of errors. Like everybody, nobody was happy on this, right? Comedies are no. funny, John. Like they I I, I <laughs> a comedy of error. Well, all right, a tragedy of errors, there right? But but the thing is, like, you know, halfway through, he would only talk to David Goyer by sending him post-it notes and he would sign each one of them blade. Yep. Like that's that's a very famous and but, backed up quote. Okay. Let's, that was after he choked him, though, to be fair. Right. Yes. Okay. Let's let's look at it like this. Marlon Brando is a notorious lunatic on set. And he's not actually crazy. He just tries to run over directors because he can. Well, Jared Leto, right? too, right? So Jared, but I mean Marlon Brando's on another level, and he could get away with it because he's Marlon Brando, right? right? Like in Superman, like he told Richard Donner, I want Jarrell to be a giant green bagel. 
And Richard Donner didn't freak out. Richard was like, well, what if we did this instead? And had mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like every time like like that Brando would try to be a dick, Donner talked him down. Like Donner controlled the set. Like Donner got Richard Gene Hackman to shave his mustache by pulling a prank on him. And Hackman was like, oh my God, you're awesome. That's how you control a set. This is why David Goyer isn't a director, right? Yeah. Because again, I'm a writer. We control. We do everything. We, we set the world. Directors have to like get things. There's give, there's take, there's conversation, there's collaboration. Goyer clearly isn't good at this because he didn't do much since as a director, mm. right? Mm-hmm. He let Wesley Snipes run all over him. And there was, well, and again, if this was all his idea was to yeah. put him out of the movie. So why would Wesley Simpson want to work with David Goyer? And, the, and then David Goyer, it, when they were all out at a bar, tried to hire some bikers to be his bodyguards on set the next day. Because again, that's Wesley. Well, that's, but again, that's not good directing. That's not how you get. Performances yeah, yeah, right. People, you're only right? making, you're only making he, more of a problem. Right? And he has gone out of his way to prove that he is one, not that talented two not you know, not a guy in control of anything. So, I mean, he tanked his own series. He wrote these Blade movies, but he didn't direct them. And they went from from Guillermo del Toro to him. So if you're Wesley Snipes, you're like, I go from this guy, one of the best burgeoning horror filmmakers in the world, to this guy, to the writer that nobody took seriously. Like, I get it, man. So you, you let him, he let him. Like David Goyer let Wesley Snipes run all over him. So you, so you have a bad director. You've got... Jessica Biel trying to be the bad girl because she's trying to break break off the seventh heaven image of her. You've got you've got the yeah you've got the director and Wesley Snipes both at each other's throats. Then you've got N- Natasha Lyon who was having drug problems at the time and she's going through a mental breakdown while they're while they're on uh-huh. set. Like nobody on this show like was happy. Right, <laughs> like, Pat, just Pat and Oswald looked pretty happy. Well, Pat yeah, Oswald, Pat Oswald. <laughs> Like a fantastic Pen. four shirt. His his his, his, his yeah, the, the script had him dunk on a six foot eight black guy. So like you know that, yeah, he's just pandering though. I don't like that. Yeah, but you know, it just but that's all the main all the main leads. And then Ryan Reynolds, who probably at that point was still a little bit young and was pushing everybody's buttons. So okay, but speaking of Ryan Reynolds, I gotta tell you, as much as this movie is shit. That scene where he's being tortured by his ex-girlfriend. Yes. You know, Ray mentions the Cock Gosling Thundercunt comment. Mm-hmm. It was epic. That was entertaining. That's oh, Ryan, yeah. that's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not even sure he even had a script. I'm sure well, that, he didn't. That's Ryan Reynolds being I've read Deadpool. David Goyer's work. He did not have a script. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but so that's given, the, that's his Deadpool audition, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So given how like this movie was I feel like a the tone of the movie was uneven. I feel like there's mm-hmm. things that are inconsistent throughout this movie, and and totally inconsistent from the first two movies that like don't make any sense. And that's to me what really hurt it. And I kind of feel like, given all this background crap, was it just they filmed what they could and edited around it to piece this together, or do you well, think this is the this was David Goyer's vision? No, no. Like I, from what I. Yeah this i can't i can't remember where i read this before so you guys can correct me if you read something different but that scene in the car where ryan reynolds is making fun of the playlist that jessica Beale's putting together like <laughs> if if i remember correctly like wesley snaps wasn't even in the car at that point or if he was he was asleep or something and ryan reynolds was just allowed to go ahead and, and ad-lib that whole thing so like yeah it's definitely how it seemed yeah so 
But even so, you know, I'm with JD at this point in my life. I'm no longer following wrestling, but at this point in my life, I was a major wrestling fan. I loved Triple H, and I was very excited that he was going to be in this movie. And to see what they turned him into, which is kind of like a wisecracking, talking about anal rape, I have metal teeth for no reason. My vision of him was some big barbarian vampire that was really going to give Blade some work. But instead, he's just like some fucking lackey kissing a Reaper Pomeranian. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's right. What the fuck are you doing? They didn't even explain why the dog's jaws opened up as Reaper jaws instead of like, you know. They were experimenting. That's all I got. That's what they said. They made the Rottweiler Reapers, but. I think somebody in special effects was like, Dave, look what I did. And then they did (laughs) it in the movie. (laughs) Look Look where I did this fucking dog. Look at this. Yeah, I can think, bro. <laughs> but I maintain this movie has a good premise and setup. I really don't know how they fucked it up, other than like what JD says. They're like, we're gonna fuck with uh, Wesley Snipes and replace him. Well, but this this movie had a good setup and premise. That, that I hadn't heard opinion. before. Well, he uh, was going. He was him, so. doing tax evasion, wasn't he? He was in Europe and he was yeah, sneaking yeah, to the yeah, country yeah. to film the movie. You yeah. Know? So he was in such bullshit. Like he was high every day on set. Like he was never sober and, you know, sneaking into the country tax evasion. I mean, the dude's a felon. Why wouldn't you replace? I don't know. Yeah. I heard, I I heard you might have many problems against tax evasion myself. I don't know. You see how government's, (laughs) but you you did hear like every, every time they went to his trailer, they opened it up and you like, they set off the smoke alarm because like the amount of pot he was doing, which, you know, yeah, I know these days, you know, okay. He's doing pot. No problem. But but like on you, when you have to concentrate on set. But then again, this <laughs> set was so dysfunctional that was probably Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Only one of them has been in prison. Like <laughs> uh, I know, right? And it's not the concentrate on what letting Ryan Reynolds ad lib everything and Triple yeah. H suplex I, a dude. Come I on. know in in any other movie that would have been a problem, but in this one, it was probably self preservation. <laughs> 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 so it's Blade Trinity, guys. Yeah, Sucks. it's bad. No, it, it, it was so just missed on. It could have been so much better. I love the premise of Dracula. But again, it didn't come down to like Blade and, and the Night Stalkers came up a plan together to beat this un, unbeatable foe. Again, it came down to, oh, Blade's a MacGuffin. He's going to take care of it. No problem. Oh, oh, did anybody get the ending? Because I, I know what the ending was supposed to, the ending. to be. I don't remember I'm... it. I just watched it three hours ago. Okay, so... <laughs> So the, the, the ending is like, you know, everybody's dead. Jessica Biel and, and Ryan Reynolds, they, they go and pick up, they, they go pick up uh, Blade and they take him out of the place. And then the next scene is the police coming in and going up to where Blade and, and Dracula had been laying and there's Blade. But nobody really caught it because they, they, the, 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 director, the, the direction was so bad that it didn't really like they didn't really highlight that you were seeing a second blade. So the movie ending is actually that the blade that wakes up on the table in in the morgue with all the the nurses and then the other guy that the cop like that was actually Dracula. That was yeah. supposed to be what? actually Dracula. Yes. Breathing, you are breathing way too much into this, John. That's no, that's no, I'm not reading right it. There. That's from the director's <laughs> notes. That was from the director's so, notes. The that, version that, that was saw... that was that was Dracula, and Blade was actually okay. like supposedly in a coma. <laughs> that was how they were ending this. Okay, hold on. The Freaky Friday I saw on Netflix. Right. The the ending is updated. 
They updated the ending at Netflix? Yes. While the body's laying there, it transforms into Dracula. That wasn't in the original, the Blu-ray release. It transforms into Dracula, and then they show Blade on a motorcycle uh, driving away. Right. In the in the original ending, they what what you what you assume is Blade wakes up on the table as they're about to cut into him, and he starts killing all the the nurses and the doctor and and the uh, the cop that's been through this whole thing in there. And the last thing is he's standing over one of the nurses there, and then it just cuts to well, the, also, the narration. Are, are you sure you're not confusing this with Spider-Man 2? What? No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that I sounds was... like the scene with Doc Ock and uh, Spider-Man 2. Because in, yeah. Right, because in the original version, he just laid there, and they had the CGI his eyes the open CGI, because he refused yeah. to even open his eyes. <laughs> but but yeah. yeah. like That's one of the most famous things. But yeah, no, they've redone it since then. Where CGI turns into Dracula, and then it cuts to Blade on a motorcycle driving through the city. Even though they're t- even sniped, though the narration yeah. while he's driving into the city is this the Mandela goes, Mandela He's unconscious back? and sleeping until the point. He's God, this again. movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, yeah, so bad yeah. we can't even agree Jesus. on the ending of what actually happened in a well, bad movie. In the apparently, there's two endings now. Like, <laughs> that's the ending you're gonna see. <laughs> yeah, on on the I watched the Blu-ray because I got the Blu-ray set, and then Blu-ray set they didn't they they don't have that change. Yeah, see, they, they, you know, they kept, it's, it's like Star Wars. Lucas kept, keeps changing. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're already on a podcast (laughs) marching my days of future past. So you just, yeah, stop with the Star Wars. So you, 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 you said you like the Dracula setup. I did. Yeah, absolutely. The idea of Dracula versus Blade is fantastic on paper. Absolutely. On paper. Yes. But I I've got like, I've got volumes of comics that says it could work. Yeah, I, don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I, I don't agree with I mean, I agree with using Dracula, but it was like because they hadn't used him before. It was like, oh, he's been asleep for hundreds of years and he just they went and woke him up. And it was like that made no sense. Like, And they yeah. don't explain it. It made no it sense whatsoever because they didn't he went even... to sleep because he was disgusted with the current state of vampires. So now even more pathetic vampires wake him up and all of a sudden he's like, boom, no, I'm here. I'll work with you. They didn't even wake him up. Then... They just walked into the into the tower yeah. and suddenly, yeah. oh, there he is. It's like, well, they didn't even and do then, anything. And then you have the situation where all the Light vampires <laughs> are afraid of him, right? Which makes sense. He is Dracula. But yet, until we get to the final fight, they make it seem like Dracula is afraid of Blade. Not really. In the first encounter, he runs away from him and then uses a baby to distract him. Well, yeah. Why is everybody throwing children around when Blade's there? <laughs> and then, like, and that's the other it thing. gives you an emotional chance, which is like they did with the blind chick. Like they tried to make you like her so fucking much. But we, how long have we been talking about this movie? We haven't even talked about her yet. That's how much her character did. Well, we matter. mentioned that the actress was having a mental breakdown. <laughs> I haven't even well, mentioned yes, Whistler exactly. in the five minutes he was in the movie. So yeah, why did they even do that? Why didn't they go back to the original pathologist from the first one, reintroduce her like, ha, 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 look what I did. Oh, hey, look, I care about this character. Yeah. Instead, you make her blind, give her a kid, think we're going to give a shit, and we don't. Okay. Yeah. that would that You you know what? that That's perfect. That would have worked. You're right. David Goyer. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I don't understand. That paper bag. Well, could not go- escape. I, I like Batman <laughs> Begins. We're going to evaporate Gotham's water. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, right. Yep. What? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, so like, I, hey, I, is it me or is that a shitty casting job too on Dominic Purcell? Like him as Dracula? 
Yeah. We, Sorry to interrupt, Ray. I just want to get this before we, we got up the Dracula beat. No. Like, it's terrible casting. It is. He yeah, was coming he was coming off of a prison break, I think. No, yeah, it was yeah. this before prison break, right? No, it's just like in the middle of prison break. No, like he's yeah. a thing, he's a thing because of prison break. He got this okay. role on the hot because he was cool from prison break. But I mean, like I watched that show for the first season, but then the second season came back. How do you break from prison twice? That's the they, problem with the show. They didn't. They were on the run in season two. They went back to a Guatemalan prison in season three. Season four, they were in a Mexican prison. Oh, that sounds like my fears were uh, not justified at all. Okay. Season season four, spoiler alert. I don't know if anybody's mm-hmm. ever going to watch the show, nope, but um, never. But uh, Captain Cold dies. I can never <laughs> remember. I can Chris Redfield. You know whatever yeah. his yep. name was. I can never remember his name. He dies, and then He's got a funny hairline. Five, he is alive. Low. Season six, they join the cast of The Flash and become rogues. Yeah, right. whatever. But but Dominic Purcell, before he did Blade Trinity, he was in. The Beastmaster TV series in 2001, equal invincible, and yeah, and then and then John Doe, which was a TV series I actually watched back in 2002, 2003. Then he was in Blade Trinity. He wasn't in uh, Prison Break. Like oh, sure. 2010. No, oh, it was no, before no, that. It was before that. Well, I'm not seeing it on here. So, hang tight. Hold on. Heartbreak High. There was Prison, prison Break. They brought it back. Video game. In 2010, yeah, there was a game, and, and, and then 2005 to 2017, he was in Prison Break. So he was, so he was in this before Prison Break. I take yeah. it back, but it was like a 10 year hiatus. But whatever, what Blade Trinity? What? What? That's what we're talking about, right? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this episode's got me mind fucked. So I did watch the ending, and it is Blade on the table with all his stupid painted on tattoos, and then it becomes Dracula. Oh, where did you see it though? Blade drives away. Netflix. I just loaded it. Okay, up. so Netflix. Right. Yeah, but the Blu-rays are different. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, okay. that's what I've got. Mandela it's effect. The CGI. Like, like Blade Runner. They have different versions yeah. of the movie up because uh, I have watched all, all five versions uh. back to back to back to back to back just so <laughs> I wouldn't forget the differences. And my favorite cut is actually the international cut. There you go. That's my favorite Blade Runner cut. Nice. That's a good What's your cover. favorite that's cut a... of Blade Trinity. <laughs> the one that doesn't exist. <laughs> I'll talk about anything but Blade that's, Trinity. That's actually a good topic for a podcast. Which version of Blade Runner do you like the best? Because there's, I think you're right, five different versions of the movie floating around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the final cut. Just so we're nor am I. <laughs> yeah. Which one is the final the cut? Back to Dracula. The final, final cut. Yeah. <laughs> the last back one. To Blade Trinity. Why not talk about good movies? Like, why we got to talk about bad movies? <laughs> because we are at the Mint Mobile Marathon. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Where we don't do good movies here, God. Right, so mighty. Jessica Beale's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's about all you Let can say. Let me just say that Jessica no. Beale in the Texas Chainsaw remake, that hip shot when, when yes. it comes from the legs up to her hips and she is just swaying in the wind. I know the exact shot you're talking about. Like Ooh. I know, spot on. I can well, see it. Well, okay, so, so speaking of Jessica, Jessica Biel and Whistler, can we talk about and, her? And how they, I won't talk about Whistler. How, how she's his illegitimate child. Okay. Like that made sense. Um, Makes no sense. This is Blade Trinity, guys. Yeah, we, we retconned you a daughter. Here I had go. my family. They were killed. Oh to, wait, I impregnated this other kid too. I forgot to about be, that. To be fair, they retconned his resurrection in the last movie. So yeah, true. Yeah, true. So so. I think that's part of the problem is that they introduced the Night Stalkers in the fact that, like, the first two movies, they set up this concept that the reason Blade is a good hunter is he has their strength. 
and their their durability and none of their weaknesses yeah. and none of their weaknesses so like an average person can't beat up a vampire because they're so much stronger and, and mm-hmm. than, than again everybody's power levels in this just fluctuated she had a laser she had a laser bow yeah but she was yeah, punching them in the beginning they, were, they should have exactly, just sat there they, and she it. was actually punching them and they were getting hurt and kicking them and they were getting hurt seems the thing with ryan reynolds yeah like, no her character is way stronger than she should. absolutely but but even even Hannibal's so stronger than he is too. It's like it makes yeah. no sense. Did you not see his abs? <laughs> <laughs> he had good abs. This that is true. Oh, and that's another thing. Man. That's another thing. He was a vampire and got cured, and and that no one really ever. Yeah, when that. did that happen? When did well, that happen? And, well, that's the cure from the first movie. See, Hence, they are linked. Right. Come on. Now. Hence, why they should have the pathologist lady from the first movie. Then why not just cure the vampires? Where's the fun? They, they wanted to. That was what the bomb was, right? Then they make a bomb. No, that, that killed them. That didn't they, cure them. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So if they can oh. cure the people that were that were changed, who, why do they like, go around curing them? Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, this could kill Blade." They're like, "Okay." <laughs> like they thought about it for three seconds before, like, no, no problem. David Goyer. Goyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the response. That's all you got. I mean, that's the thing. He yeah. wrote all three. You would think he would sit there and go, well, maybe people will question this. Yeah. <laughs> Blade was so successful at that point that he could have put out anything. And yes. people would be like, okay, it's I don't Blade. know, man. We're, we're they going, did. maybe. They did. Um, that's, that's how we got this movie. I'm telling you, though, the first half hour of this movie is fucking awesome. I no. swear it is. It's, you can, I'm lost in the I first, mean, in the credits. Ha- awesome, is deba- <laughs> awesome is debatable. It's not bad. No, I'm just saying like, that everything that Blade, the first two worse. Blade movies were in the first two movies, the opening scene kills it. It's over right. the top. Yeah. The fucking Blade's jumping out of the back. He's got the car. The car coming out of the back of the semi-truck. How awesome is that? Yeah, and then he had turbo boosters. Wasn't Whistler yeah. like, hey, you're going to blow out the transmission? Yeah, the first fuck oil with my life's work. Yeah. yeah, well, he fucked with his own life's work. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, and Blade is like so over the top. He's flashy. This is not the Blade that we were given in the first two movies. You know, like the daggers the on a whip. Too, right? Yeah, yeah he would, he would, Blade shouldn't be doing car chases through like public, right? Because no. the, whole, the whole point of the comic Gun was. Fights at he, that. Yeah, the whole point of the comic was he, nobody knew the about vampires because he kept it so, like they didn't even know he existed. That's how, because he and, kept and I, it. Exactly. And I even felt like that in the first two movies. And then. This movie, he accidentally, well, not accidentally, he he's tricked into killing a human. But he did he did it in front and, of witnesses in the middle of a busy street. <laughs> but still, that made him public enemy number one, where the FBI was chasing him based on one kill that was televised. Mm-hmm. It was like, what? <laughs> like, that makes it, like, I know. Go ahead, say it, J.D. David Gore. <laughs> and even the even the the opening credits like what was with the pause flash frame <laughs> oh god like, what, what was that all about quentin uh, tarantino was very popular yeah he has talent yes but it's like a kill bill moment right yeah mm-hmm. I, yeah that was pretty popular at the time they yeah. came out around the same time yeah just after mm-hmm. look all i can say is jessica people is really pretty God damn that hip just, shot in Texas. That's actually the best part of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's the best part of Blade Trinity is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Which is also a bad movie. <laughs> what does that have to say? <laughs> that she has talent for bad movies. Guys, is this the worst Marvel movie? In my opinion. Mm. I think it's worse than The Punisher. Than, well, um, Dolph well okay. okay. X-Men Wolverine. Well, this they, is they, better oh, than no, Daredevil. Is, mm. They did come out with more no. Movies. No, this is not better <laughs> than Morbius. 
I haven't seen Morbius, so I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you guys that. But I think this is better. I think Daredevil is better than this movie. And Daredevil is stupid. Daredevil, hey, is stupid. Daredevil was at least somewhat comic accurate. Somewhat. Semblance. Ben Affleck's I like the bad. first half hour and the Ryan Reynolds torture scene. I don't know. I dig. I don't know. I don't know. Electra was pretty bad. Fan Force. Electra was shit. And I saw that. Ooh, the Fan Force sticks pretty bad. Yeah. Hmm. I think this is an epic race. Right. And then X-Men Origins Wolverine. I think they all, I think this is, I think, I think this is worse than X-Men Origins Wolverine. I really do. I, I, I still, we're going to have actually, to podcast about that. Cause I like wow. X-Men Wolverine. That, that, that's, well, that's, that's an hour. Morbius is still the, the worst though. I think yeah, Mor- I like, Morbius is still the worst because it just, it just doesn't even end. Like it just, you're suddenly at the end. You didn't even realize it was, it to was be, like, to you be, didn't realize you got to the third act. That's the director's the like Trinity. The director's like, I don't even, I didn't make this movie. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Wait, what? what? The director said that. The director's like, this is a different movie than I turned in. Morbius or Trinity? Yeah. Dread, blood, not, no, no. David Guerra's all, he's proud of this. No, the guy, <laughs> who, directed, uh, the guy who directed Morbius. Oh, well, uh, and that's, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you oh, listened to the episode. Funny I didn't hell. watch the show. Yeah. So I haven't seen the movie yet, so I didn't want to okay, taint my, myself. The, one of the things we, we pointed out quite a few times, it felt like, there was a lot left on the cutting room floor. Like there's stuff that just doesn't make sense in the movie. Like there's too quick of a build up. I feel like this was a much longer movie. They cut That's a curse of Jared Leto. That's the problem. Yeah. But, the, but he, he caused hell behind the scenes too. Well, here's they, the problem to... with Jared Leto. How many great Jared Leto movies are there? The art of war with Nicolas Cage, where like he was the... a cocaine. And I, I like Prefontaine a lot. And that's, hmm. there's not a lot. Wasn't he Donnie Darko or something? No, that was Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, fuck it, I don't know. Did Did you hear that it, behind the scenes? Like he was, you know, because he's a method actor. He sure. would go. He he'd need to go to the bathroom and use the crutches, but it was taking too long, so they negotiated him down to somebody pushing him in a wheelchair to the bathroom, so they could get done, they could that. get him back quicker. Method like, actor is code for I'm an asshole. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. was a method actor in Tropic Thunder, and we all see how that worked out. I want M&Ms. I do not want any brown ones in the M&M bowl. <laughs> it's like, you know. Okay, just, there's just, a reason for that. That's a famous yeah. Van Halen thing. Yeah. That's that's to make sure they're paying attention to. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. That's the, that's the genius. Like David, no, David Lee Roth, also a tremendous asshole. But that was actually one of the smarter things he's given to the world. Yes. But a tremendous asshole nonetheless. <laughs> so I'm right. thinking about if Blade Trinity is the worst. I think I would rather watch it over Fan Four Stick. Can't argue that. Yeah, no, I can't argue that. Yeah, Fan Four Stick has a pretty huge portrayal of a major yeah. character. Guys, characters. So well, I mean, Rise of the Silver Server wasn't great either, but, uh, but way better than this. One horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's watchable. Kind of. X-Men, just... X-Men 3. Bad. X3 is, is to me the worst. The yeah. worst. That's more offensive because they did it. it is they did it very offensive. Like again, Brett. Well, that Brett Ratner. Like <laughs> that that movie because X2. I don't think it's aged great, but I like X2. Um, X3. I think it aged okay. It's great. I love it. Um, I think we've seen we've seen so many better movies since then. Sure, I, I think agreed. some of it. Agreed. Like I enjoyed it. I liked it in the moment. You got to judge movies in the era which they came out. I truly yeah. believe that. But it's so much better than X three. X three is offensive to me. Well, it's it's offensive because they they make Juggernaut a mutant, which is crazy, and they have him in the same scene with Xavier, and they don't even like they're not brother, not step brothers. 
There's a lot wrong with that, Don. So much. I will. It's not even bothered. What, what about that line when Mystique is in the jail cell and that cop's like, I will spray you in the face, bitch. Like, it's, it's, it's the most horrible delivered line in the history of MCU movies. I'm sorry. Ratner. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I don't think. No, wait, we can... wait. We could dunk on this more, really. Kitty <laughs> Pride calls you out a dickhead. I think, I, oh, I think yeah, I'd rather yeah, watch Nick Fury and the Howling Command or Nick Fury movie that was made for TV. Have you guys yeah. seen that? I never saw that one. Yeah, you can, you can watch Hoff. it on YouTube. I, I know it's on YouTube. I just never, I don't know. It's David Hasselhoff. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I respect Nick Fury Hoff. I'm sorry. It's awesome. Fury I, I love Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. I enjoy it too. I, I love, think that's, I, I think there's a good heart. There's a good heart in that movie. It's a lot more adhering it's, to the characters themselves. It's the yeah. most comic <laughs> accurate version of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have to defend that movie all the time. People are like, it looks like shit. Well, it's it, an incomplete movie. It is. And it's basically, it's cobbled together. It was made for no money. It, it's it's an ash can movie they just did it to get the rights from it and it's, and yet they still got the characterizations of corman because the they were trying to make a good movie they didn't know they were supposed to make a piece of shit well that's yeah. why they hired corman they hired corman because they knew that he's the budget. best at the, he's the yeah, best at making pieces of shit well, not, him. Pieces of shit. not pieces of shit no like, but that's what he does well, like good. him with the trauma guy Whose with, name with I can't no budget, of. he's good that's, at it. That's Nick. Um, I can't think of the guy from Trump. Yeah, a little nerdy Bill Nye yeah. looking motherfucker. I yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he actually, that's fair. You're Uh-oh. right. Carmen makes good under but low budget movies. That guy, the trauma guy, makes shitty movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, talking Uve Bowl. You... <laughs> Uve Bowl right. also makes shitty movies. So, yeah. I'm going to talk about House of the Dead. <laughs> House of the Dead is a bad movie. Let's, let's, bring this, let's bring this in for a landing, guys. Come on. Bring it in. Bring it in. <laughs> Pilot so really, Dave really wants to put the now. landing gear down. Sit back this, in your fucking seats, kids. The whole genesis one wings of off. This. Engine number four stuttered. <laughs> this is the film that is Blade Trinity. Yeah, but so, we would rather talk about anything else but Blade Trinity. There's <laughs> nothing to talk about. about. It's not good. Since this whole thing was brought up because of Ryan Reynolds and the Mint Mobile Marathon, I have a couple questions to to finish this off. First, was Ryan Reynolds good in this regardless of the movie's a piece of crap was ryan reynolds good in the movie no he does he does no. what he's he has nothing like hannibal kane in the fucking comics oh, no. he's no. not anywhere near hannibal yeah. kane yeah. no and, and and besides that this was like proto ryan reynolds this is yeah. like so, he's still on the cusp of being an asshole and being funny he's like starting to learn where the line is i think yeah he's doing the same guy he did in like two guys in a pe- two guys a girl in a pizza place like that mm-hmm. he kind of carved out the ryan reynolds-esque thing but he hadn't quite mastered yet i actually enjoy hannibal king more than than hal jordan mm, yeah so i'll, I'll uh, be the okay, I'll say that, voice yeah. here okay. i guess i did enjoy it I, I respect his banter, but I respect it even more because he was telling those jokes to Wesley Snipes and getting <laughs> no pop. And yeah. he and he stayed persistent and kept doing it. Mm. So I, I was laughing my ass off. I'll I, say I this. Just, he's professional as hell. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh. <clears throat> I mean, you'd have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna... getting called cracker the entire time like you don't even have a name <laughs> and you don't react to it you don't sell it like you're yeah. just like yes i'm cracker yeah. maybe that's maybe I, I that's thought... why he was wearing the hello oh, my name cracker. is fuck you or whatever it was <laughs> yeah, that was for wesley the the, the the name yeah the name tag yeah that was for wesley oh, maybe laugh been. cracker oh, so what a god-awful experience that must have been <laughs> i mean i like ryan reynolds i thought you know he did a decent job does this movie is this movie better or worse without him and if 
he wasn't in the movie who would you have cast as uh, Hannibal I think it's worse I think it's worse too yeah just for fun I'd put uh, uh what's that guy uh Gary Busey I don't know that'd be fun <laughs> oh god <laughs> no you gotta go with, it's 1990 it's was 2004 you gotta go with Jake yeah. Busey yeah you're right yeah. correct right Starship Troopers cred right yeah yeah who would I cast? Buscemi, if you really want to go crazy, but it's not like Buscemi. Norman Reedus, he was in the second one, but you know, I right. like him. Nicholas Cage. No, he was too big. My answers. No, stop it. I could see Nicholas Cage as a Hannibal King. He sure just has the, the acting profile, he almost has the, the shape, the, the forehead, definitely. Keanu Reeves. How, how would he deliver? We go, whoa. Let's see. <laughs> Keanu Reeves. I, I, I accidentally own Hannibal King's first appearance because I collect Tomb of Dracula. So I had okay. it and I didn't even know it for like 10 years. And I'm like, holy shit, I had the I looked it up earlier. I'm like, holy shit, I had the first Hannibal King. I have the <laughs> entire I have the entire Tomb of Dracula run in Marvel Essentials. Next oh, that's all. Awesome. I'm trying to get. See, I only ran into one. Dracula when he went up against the X Men, which did happen. But dude, yeah. that is a, no. I like that book. That first Dracula yeah. versus the X Men. Is that where he made Storm, Storm of Storm? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, a yeah, good, yeah. that's a yeah. good book. Good shit. Claremont's great. And then He's shit off. And then they had uh, probably about ten years ago. They had an X Men series where X Men teamed up with Blade, teamed up with Dracula to take out Dracula's son, who was using the vampire. Is that when they turned Jubilee into a vampire for a yes. while? Yeah, I remember yes. that. And she stayed yes. a vampire, too. For man. a while. For yeah, a long, long time. time, yes. Until she adopted a son who turns into a dragon when he goes in the other world. But hey, comics. Yeah. <laughs> All well, right. she, was still a, she was still a vampire in X-Men 92. Yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. Weird, but okay, I'll take it. I would love to right. see an X, I'd love to see an X-Men continuity <laughs> podcast. Well, the next the he'd next have movie to he'd have to play doing. them out out of order. That's going so more with Seventh Life. <laughs> so, warning now to the fans that the next movie in order of the Ryan Reynolds films is X Men Wolverine. Oh my God, X-Men Origins Wolverine. So Marvel gave him another shot after this film. So they must have thought he did a good job. Can't for can we half go the movie? He did a great job, or well, not half the movie, but two for scenes. The first <laughs> two scenes. So. I'm gonna, lead, I'm gonna um, need a lot more than Sabretooth is awesome in that movie. I don't care what you say. Yeah, Leah no, Schreiber. Leah, no, yeah, Leah Schreiber <clears throat> is like working. Yeah. You need to bring like him he's back. Trying. Mm-hmm. All right. So this marathon's gonna, gonna kill me. We're gonna do something different this week. I've decided um, instead of doing recommendations to wrap the show up, I got a recommendation. Got a recommendation. I got well, a good one. Up with one. Good. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Can JD at least get one for show? All right, all right, JD. Yeah, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog two was great. Was yeah, I loved it. I took my kid to see it. He had a blast. I laughed the whole time. Go see it. Thank you. Other than Robotnik, did they write out all the humans? <laughs> no, they're all back. It's a straight up sequel. Oh, interesting. Cool. Okay. Yeah. What else you got, Dave? Sorry. All right. So here's my here's my. Now we're gonna do a new segment. What did we learn on the podcast this week? So I'll go first. Casual racism is bad. Okay. <laughs> what, Fair. Don, what did you learn? Well, outside of learning that some people still use the Orient, oh, Orient nomenclature. Yeah, um, I missed some noodles. I missed yeah, you did. You did. You, you missed a little something oh, there by it. John. But also dealing with John, I, I will say, seeing him on video makes reminds me that he was in Blade Trinity as the Doctor, or at least an actor that looks exactly <laughs> that like him. That guy did look like John. <laughs> he did. He, oh, what's that actor? The actor's name? I'm not even going to bother looking that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, shoot. 
Hold on. Yeah, he's he's usually paired with somebody else. I think it was a dog show. He hosts a game show now called America Says. It is one of the stupidest. Oh, you mean you mean John Michael Higgins? Yes, John Michael Higgins. Oh, his name's John too. Okay. That's funny. (laughs) All Johns look alike to you. What did we talk about? Casual racism. I'm a John. I'm a Johnist. I'm not a racist. I'm a Johnist. Johns are toilets. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Name so from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's right. I'll be named Tights. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. It is a classic. Which had Patrick Stewart. Yes. Was Professor X. Yes. We can link it. We can link Robin Hood Men in Tights to Blade. Yes, sir. (laughs) And what did? Ray, what did you learn on the podcast this week? I learned to not do fucking mint mar- mint mobile marathons with you guys anymore because I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> ah, come on, you got two more to go, John. And... I I learned David S. Goyer is a crap director and avoid <laughs> movies where he's done work. So, <laughs> like I I knew I knew Uwe Boll is like so bad that you should watch his stuff because it's just hysterical how bad it is. But this is just bad bad not bad fun Uwe so. Boll kept getting work David I know, I know because because you gave him any <laughs> uh video game property and he would turn it into you know basically Razzie's gold right he get it in on time and under budget yeah that's right yeah and he paid for it most counts of it himself. for a lot yeah it does but, counts for everything but apparently, Goyer, apparently yeah. he was paying for Nazi gold but that's just a yeah. rumor but yeah if he is you know I mean, good for you for finding it in the Indiana Jones so. <laughs> I learned something. What did yeah. you learn, JD? In 2004, Jessica Biel was really pretty. Oh, <laughs> you learned that from me, you some bitch. And then they call it's me true. the teacher. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. <laughs> oh, what, what do you want us to say, David? It's Blade Trinity. Yeah, yeah. There's like nothing, dude. There's like, what, yeah, what are we going to learn here. from Blade Trinity that I haven't learned before? Because I've watched it 15 times and I don't remember a damn thing, but Jessica Biel, like, mm-hmm. in That's a good mm-hmm. call because there's nothing about this movie that like sticks out or is memorable other than it's bad. Like, it's like, it's not offensive bad. It's just like you had something here and you didn't do anything with it bad. It's just like forgettable bad. It's very forgettable. Like, I couldn't even remember which ending John was talking about. I'm like, wait, which? <laughs> and I just watched the fucking movie like yeah. it's years so, ago. It's crazy. It's so bland and so boring. Try it tries so hard to be cool that it's the furthest thing from. But it's like that kid you. It's like that kid you knew in high school who really wanted to be popular, but was just so annoying about it. So you just kind of ignored the guy. That's yeah, I, w- I wouldn't let him into the group. You you never get emotionally invested in this movie because the the writing is so bad that they don't talk like human beings. There's no chance for you to actually identify with any of the characters. You don't give a shit about any of them. If all yeah. the Night Stalkers died, oh, Jessica Biel, I'd miss. But <laughs> if all the Night, the Night Stalkers died, who cares? Yeah. There was n- well, all but two did, and no one cares. No one cares. They even set it up that way, because they say there's a bunch of sleeper cells, and if one gets knocked out, the next one just gets turned on. So, like, you're you're set up to not even care why would that even be the thing why wouldn't all of them be active they, they they're mentioned during this movie there's just there's tens of thousands of vampires why would you always have people reserve why not just pull out all the stops and have them all st- what the hell this movie read up writing means it's just makes no sense all right well on that note it's <laughs> a girls damn it you have been listening to superheroes speak and uh, don't forget to check out superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week and links to our social media at the top of the page and good uh, comic book reviews by good, our good friend Don. But until next time, as always, thanks for listening. And don't let you get caught in the door.
Yeah, Google. trench coat. Trench coat. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. That that long flailing <laughs> trench coat. I think it gets longer every movie. I think it does. That's why they had to make this the last one because then the he would have been over it. You know what? You know what's funny though, guys, is that we're talking all this shit about Blade Trinity. And if he shows up in Multiverse of Madness as Blade, we're well, gonna cheer. Said, fucking yeah. A, I'm gonna cheer. 